Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. It's a me, Amanda Garcia. <laughs> Clip. Hey, man, good to see you, brother. Excitement time. Clam down. Clam down. Clam down. Clam down. Pirates, Pirates. are going dancing, baby. They picked us last. They picked us last. And now we're going dancing. We're going dancing. How about those freaking pirates? Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Welcome in to a Thursday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Clip Brock here with you inside the Pirate Radio Studios. You can find us today on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. We're on 1250, 930 online, PR927FM.com. And watch the show on Facebook Live and YouTube. We have a packed show for you today. A ton of guests to get to. Coming up in about 20 minutes, we'll talk to former ECU shortstop Turner Brown. Won state championships uh, with Whiteville High School as a player. He is now the head baseball coach at Whiteville High School. We'll talk about his playing days at ECU and what he's up to today. Turner Brown, former Pirate shortstop, joins us coming up later on this hour. Also get you ready for the Stanley Cup playoffs. The Hurricanes have their final regular season game tonight, and there are pretty big stakes uh, for that game against the Florida Panthers. We'll talk about that with uh, former Pirate Radio intern, now uh, play-by-play calls hockey games, Brooks Hill will join us to talk about the Hurricanes and the Stanley Cup playoffs. Coming up at four, former Pirate Brandon Manning will join us as we'll get you ready for the baseball weekend. ECU and Cincinnati going at it this weekend. ECU coming off a win over Old Dominion on Tuesday. We'll talk about all that with Brandon Manning. Shirley Rhodes has another game of Name That Sound cooked up for us. We'll have another game of Name That Sound in Hour 2. And then Hour 3... Marcus Crandall, ECU Hall of Famer, will join us in the Pirate Radio studios, and we'll talk to ECU defensive coordinator Blake Harrell. So we are packed here on a Thursday. A lot going on. Shirley Rhodes is here. Chandler Honeycutt's here. Jonathan Ellerby's here. Hello, Ellerby. What's up, Clipper? And uh, our first guest of the show is Kyle Parker. Going to tell you all about a big weekend here in Greenville, Pirate Fest is back and it's going to be rocking this weekend hello kyle absolutely thank you guys for having me on again uh we're just super excited to be here kind of promote like we said pirate fest this weekend um you know looking at the forecast it's going to be a beautiful day to come out and celebrate ecu celebrate eastern north carolina celebrate the pirates um and just take some time to spend down in the uptown district um but you know it's saturday from 11 a.m to 8 30 p.m uh there'll be pirates tomfoolery food vendors all sorts of things for everybody from age one to 99 um and we kick you know we kick it off with a parade all throughout tom common with all the pirates and then we close out the night with um a headlining concert with we got cooper greer opening for uh maddie and tay so you know, you know we talk about you guys got an action pack thursday on your guys show we got an action pack saturday up on the town common it is going to be awesome and this year something a little different uh, all the events are going to be on town common so most people usually went up evan street in the past but uh it's only saturday and uh on the town common which opens up a lot more parking i guess for folks to get down here as well yeah absolutely and that's what you know being fairly new into this role with the organization and really looking at the events um a lot of feedback we do get from um from 
from people who come out to the events, from business owners, from things like, hey, we love the events. It's just there's nowhere for people to park. Um, so we kind of we took it. You know, we wanted to kind of give it a little bit of a different look for Pirate Fest this year and just kind of make it all in one centralized location. You know, a lot of people have said, man, by the time I walk from Fifth Street up to Town Common, I'm tired. I can't see, <laughs> see right. anything. Um, so with this, we just kind of wanted to give it more, you know, get everything in one location, get everybody out on Town Common. Like what we said, it'll free up. Um, it'll free up all the parking in everything south of First Street. So you shouldn't have an issue finding parking. And then you always, you know, there's a lot of great things going on at our businesses in the Uptown District. So once you get done tired out from Pirate Fest, you can always stop in and see everybody there. And uh, First Street will be closed uh, around the Town Common area. So if you're, if you're coming to the event, park you know Evans Street back uh, near the Pirate Radio Studio, other place. Don't try to come down First Street right. because you're going to have so much pedestrian traffic going across First Street there to Town Commons yeah. that uh, you're not going to be able to go all the way to Green Street. Yeah. So the street closings we have are going to be on First Street from um, from Washington Street all the way to the Reed Circle. So if you're looking to go, you know, if you your commute comes from Green Street on First Street, heading towards um, you know Greenville Boulevard and everything there to the east. We just push, hey, go down Green Street, take the Reed Circle loop, go all the way up, and you guys are on the other side. Um, but, you know, um, all the parking and everything will be free, and traffic will be open south of 2nd Street. And the whole event's free, right? And the whole event's free, other than you got to pay, pay for food, and if you're looking for a beer or you're looking for something to drink, you'll pay for that too. But literally all the pirate shows, the concert... All of the vendors and everything is, you know, for free. So if your kids are driving you crazy and you're thinking about where can I get out on Saturday, load up the old family truckster and uh, come on down to Town Common. There's going to be a lot of free things. And, uh, of course, a lot of great vendors where you can uh, spend your money and uh, help support them and uh, have a cold Pepsi or a cold beer right. out there. Land Shark, I think, is uh, one of your That's beverages the, this year. Yeah. You know, what better to have celebrate with Pirate Fest than Land Shark? Um, you know, the beer of the pirates. So it'll be good, you know, a good day. It'll be a warm day. Luckily, we looked at the forecast and we couldn't have asked for a better Saturday to have it on. Um, you know, and with this time of year, it getting warmer. I know people are starting to get antsy about getting out, doing things. I mean, this is a great opportunity for them to, you know, pop out and ha enjoy a warm Saturday here in ENC. Opening ceremony, 11 a.m. And then all the pirate activities will begin around 1130 in the town common and, uh, mermaids back this year, yeah, mermaids a big back attraction. This year. They'll right. be, you know, they'll be doing their thing, hanging out from 11 to eight. Um, mermaids will be there. Um, no BMX this year. It was just with the smaller kind of footprint. We didn't fit. Um, but we really kind of wanted to focus on the pirate aspect of it as well. So we do have some more pirate groups that'll be here doing some more things. So, I mean, it'll be, you know, if you come to Pirate Fest and miss a pirate, I, you must have been walking through with your eyes closed or something. Clip was asking me before the show where he could find the uh, Tom Foolery exhibit. <laughs> he he likes Tom Foolery. So, uh, can, can no, he's, a, he's a friend. Tom's a friend of mine. Tom Foolery? Yeah, Mr. Oh, Foolery. It's a person. Yeah. It's not an act. I'm looking for Tom Foolery. Tom Foolery. Did yeah. you go to high school with him? Yeah, an old buddy of mine. He went to Conley? He owes me 50 bucks. So I hope <laughs> I see him this weekend. Yeah, but I mean, like I said, some of those pirate groups are mainstays that have been there. They like, you know, they play it over the top. They like to they like to interact with the crowd and everything like that so i mean there will be some there will be some silly antics going on all day it's exciting uh weekend i mean the weather looks absolutely spectacular right now so uh plenty of time to come out and uh, do it all from 11 till 8 30 so oh, yeah.
And uh, you're, I guess this is a big fundraiser for you guys as well. Yeah, it is. You know, it's one of Uptown Greenville. So just kind of giving a background on what we are. We are a nonprofit organization that operates on the behalf of the merchants and the downtown district. You know, we are always working on the improvements of the district itself. You know, we have a lot of um, a lot of beautification projects that have going on, and we fund a lot of those beautification projects through the events. So Pirate Fest is one of our biggest fundraisers of the year. And, you know, we're, we're expecting a great turnout this year as well. And I know you're getting excited for Pirate Fest, ready to have this big weekend. But uh, a lot of people, you know, we do the countdown to kickoff. I know people will be here Fridays for Freeboot again. I, they're going to be back this year, I assume. Yeah, Freeboots will be back this fall. Um, that's, you know, it's the funny thing is once we get done with uh, Pirate Fest, we roll right into planning Freeboot. Um, you know, we're working. We, we rocked it out of the park with Uncle Cracker kicking off the le- season last year. We're hoping to do something similar to that as well. And we're hoping to actually bring another big name in for the homecoming Freeboot as well. Awesome. Uh, Troy D needs a new friend. So I hope that's a, uh, a big name he can hang out with. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But that's what, you know, I'm given. we're on the fence. We might take Monday off afterwards. We might get back in the office and just start planning. But, you know, we're wanting to make, we're letting to make Freeboot bigger and better. Um, so it's, you know, we love doing stuff centered around ECU. We love doing stuff around centered around the Pirates. So, I mean, these two events are really rock star events to, you know, kind of, in, you know, go hand in hand with ECU and Greenville. So it's you know, we we love you to come out, check out, and then once you once you get your fill through Pirate Fest, like I said, come check out all the awesome merchants and all the businesses that we have downtown that'll be open. A lot of them are offering specials. Um, so you know, once you get once you get your fill with us up in town common, we ask you to kind of come down and check out some of your favorite businesses in the district as well. Yeah, a lot of places to go shopping, of course, uh, take a break, go dine at Chico's or somewhere, one of the yeah. local places downtown, but uh, then go back to Pirate Fest and enjoy the afternoon. There's a website people can if they want to dial in and uh, yeah, if, see the opening ceremony, every, all the details, yeah, where can if, they go? Yeah, if you're looking for more information that has our whole schedule of events, everything like that, you just go to uh, piratefestnc.com um, and it'll pull up. And then we have, like I said, we have our event schedule. We have all of our sponsors. Um, just shout, shout outs there. All the information that you're looking for for Pirate Fest can be found at piratefestnc.com. Great music uh, as well, which you mentioned uh, coming up that evening. So something for everybody. Uh, the Pirates during the day and fun for the kids. And then at night, uh, some great shows you got coming up with Cooper Greer, Maddie and Tay. It should be awesome. What time do those all start again? Yeah, so the concert will start about 5.30. Uh, Cooper Greer will take off about 5.30. And then, you know, we will, Maddie and Tay will kind of take out 7, 7.15, just depending on how kind of the schedule goes and how we play. Um, but yeah, you know, that's kind of like, that's what we're looking to do too with our events as well. We're wanting to bring some big, you know, big names in just like the East, you know, Greenville has a history of being a music town and we really kind of taken it upon ourselves to bring back that, um, you know, kind of that stigma that we've had about being a good music place. Um, so I feel like we did a really good job of merging, you know, this national talent with Maddie and Tay with an up and coming really local, you know, a big local name with Cooper Greer. Um, so I think, you know, the two kind of, they meld together perfectly and you know has a wide enough range we're bringing i mean i had people from charlotte and from dc all the way down to atlanta calling like where can i buy tickets to come see maddie and tay so i mean this is you know it's a big thing for greenville but i mean it's a big thing for the southeast i mean people you know when they announced that they were coming here a lot of people were like i guess we're going to greenville for the weekend um and you know and that's kind of part of what our organization tends to do too we want to bring people not only to the downtown district but to greenville and pitt county as well um so you know going forward as we kind of start having more concerts 
concerts, things like that. We're looking to kind of do, you know, what we're doing, bringing in the bigger names to hopefully shed some light on how great Greenville is. How many people do you expect uh, for, for Saturday? I mean, you've had giant crowds before. Of course, it's been like a two-day event, so you've added them together. But I imagine with the weather and everything, it, it should be a, a awesome turnout. Yeah, with the weather, I mean, we're assuming, you know, there's – and it's funny to think, you know, with not really having any – way to like check it we have people say oh we had like fifty thousand people at last year's pirate fest and things like okay cool um but you know we really do think like a realistic range i think will be anywhere between 15 to twenty thousand. um you know with the weather the way it is we hope to be on that 20 like up on the upper end but you know it's like i said we hope to see as many people as we can all right awesome stuff look for uh clips picture with tom fullery <clears throat> i guess you're going to be out there looking high and low for him that right clip hopefully i can catch up with tom that'd right. be uh that'd be huge Awesome stuff. So that's going on uh, this Saturday right here uh, across the street and up the block uh, from us here at Pirate Radio. And uh, we'll be there, LRB, in some form or fashion. Yeah, we'll have a, uh, we're one of the vendors, so we'll have a uh, booth set up. So come by and say hello and uh, be a lot of fun. Looking forward to it. Been, uh, I know you've really kind of been sweating the weather, but uh, now that it, it's all kind of playing out, it looks like maybe a little wet wetness on Friday. And then uh, Saturday will be a great day, too. Man, day you may need some sunscreen yeah it's i mean well the spf will be in full force on saturday we you know but it was almost beach season but i'm not trying to be lobster red by the first time <laughs> beach. so yeah we'll definitely you know friday will be a little touchy go but uh, hopefully it all gets out of the way early when we start setting up in the afternoon and then you know saturday morning we'll be full throat ready to go and join the day hit that website one more time for yeah. folks uh if you're looking for more information just go to uh, piratefestnc.com Kyle, thanks for joining us, man. Absolutely appreciate you guys both for having me on. All right, and we'll see you this weekend. LRB, um, we were going to do another segment with you today, but we are booked. Yeah. We're going to have to let you go. Too busy, too busy. <laughs> Sorry. But, but we got a cool segment. Are you going to let people know what our next? <laughs> I don't know well, how cool as we break, it is. As we break down the ECU football schedule. Yeah, so every week we're going through the opponents, ranking the opponents in different parameters, and we're, we're running low on ideas, but I came up with um, – Let's rank the ECU football opponents by baby names. From, so like, from, from best to worst. From best to worst baby name. If you had to pick a name of your child uh, with the name of the school that ECU is playing against, for example, you know, Michigan, Tulane, I th- beautiful baby names. We're going to rank them all coming up Tuesday. Honey, have you seen FAU? <laughs> <laughs> he was outside last time I checked. Where is UTSA? Uh, Where is UTSA? We're going to rank those coming up on Tuesday. Have yeah. you seen her report card? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, Ellerby will talk to you Tuesday. Look forward to that. Kyle, we'll see you this weekend. Absolutely, we'll see you all this weekend. And uh, we'll take a break when we return. Former Pirates shortstop Turner Brown going to join us on the show. Head uh, baseball coach out at Whiteville. And he was at Clark LeClaire with his baseball team out on Tuesday night. So we'll talk about that, his playing career, and more. And we return Hour One Pirate Radio Live after this. You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show. 
Well, welcome back to the show and grab your amigos and head to Chico's for the best Mexican food and fun in Greenville. Come and enjoy favorites like shrimp tacos, steak and chicken fajitas, burritos, enchiladas, ACP and more. Follow Chico's on Facebook and Instagram for daily updates and for Mexican food and fun. It's got to be Chico's for dine-in or to go. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here's your host, Clip Rock. All righty, back with you, Pirate Radio Live. Beautiful day if you're wondering why it is nice, sunny, not a cloud in the sky. It is because there are reports that Daniel Snyder, in the final process of selling the Washington Commander Redskin football team, and that is a day that uh, I and many others have been hoping for for decades now, and it could be finally happening. But not going to celebrate until there is a signature on the bottom line and it's official. But it's a glorious day. Feel it good. It is trending in that direction. I'm, I'm very very pleased with that. All right, uh, we're going to get to our buddy Brooks Hill to talk some Canes and Stanley Cup playoffs here. A little later on this hour, Brandon Manning, Hour 2, name that sound, Hour 2. The Cranman, Marcus Crandall, ECU Hall of Famer, and Blake Harrell coming up in Hour 3. Craig says greetings from Ireland to the magnificent PRL crew. How about Ireland? What is up from Ireland? That's a bucket list destination for me. Top of the morning to you, Craig. Good stuff. And um, also on YouTube and robert staley can't be your real name i don't know what your real name is but man he is having a day he is he's had he's got it's probably just loneliness i guess i appreciate him being a part of the show and tuning in and upping our views and uh and rocking and rolling but man if anybody knows robert could you put in your real name and maybe we could get somebody to like a friend to contact you maybe hire you an escort or uh <laughs> support dog or something rough day for you but let us know uh let's know your real name maybe we can get somebody out there to you just to check in on you because uh, you seem to be having one so we all have these days though so i hope uh hope things get better for you all right uh let's talk some baseball with turner brown former pirate shortstop he was out at Clark LeClaire Stadium on Tuesday night watching the Pirates knock off Old Dominion. And uh, outside of that, he's doing some coaching at Whiteville. He's the head baseball coach at Whiteville. And uh, we're going to catch up with him now on the Pirate Radio Live Line. Former ECU shortstop Turner Brown joining us. Turner, great to catch up with you, man. How you doing? Doing good. Thanks for having me. I'm, I'm excited. Yes, sir. And uh, I saw you a uh, picture of you. Uh, Pirate Radio cameras were out and uh, and found you and your wife and your baseball team out at Clark LeClaire Stadium the other night as you had a chance to take your guys over to Clark LeClaire. And I thought about this, Turner. It's got to be cool to, first of all, take your team out and, and to any game, but to be at Clark LeClaire and to see how it's still growing, uh, new amenities, new things added, and uh, you're a, you're a part of that. Uh, you you have some uh, some stake in that, so that had to be pretty gratifying uh, for you to to take your team out there and show them some pirate baseball, one th- that you were a big part of. Yeah, it was awesome, and you know I, I tell them stories and you know refer back to a bunch of stuff that coach godwin always would talk to us about and you know tell them about the atmosphere so it's really cool to be able to take them out and for them to be able to experience it for themselves you know it was, it was pretty cool we got to you know fire the cannon one of our players got to do it so uh, 
it, it was really cool, and, and like you said, to see the place grow, and it's, you know, even a lot's, lot's changed since, since I was there back in 19, you know, it's just constantly growing, and that's our goal in, in the program, is to continue growing the program, and talk about a, a, a game, a midweek game, and the place is packed out, so, you know, that, that just shows how important the program is to a lot of people, so it, it's, it's really, really cool. Turner, when you're there, focused on the game, playing short for ECU, were you ever wondering, like, what the heck's going on out there in the jungle? Or you found, you got to experience some of that for yourself, I guess. Yeah, I know. I know. I went, whenever we went out there, that's actually the first game I've, like, watched from the jungle. And, you know, you always turn around and you give them the outs and everything, and they do it. So you always wonder, like, yeah, what are they doing out there? <laughs> so, it was it was pretty cool. It, you know, they're, those, those guys, they show up and they're – every single game cheering you on and it's it's awesome i mean I, we were talking in the in the jungle about when the maryland guy and the quinnipiac guy in left field they're like giving them hot dogs yeah remember you know that stuff and to be out there and to be a part of them it, it, it was it was so cool it was turner brown joining us uh coaching his own baseball team uh right now and we'll get into that but turner uh let's talk about some of your uh first of all you, you're you're into coaching now you were drafted so you know how long uh did your pro career last what did you do in pro baseball before you got back into coaching so i played a year in um pro ball with the rockies um played a year of short season ball and then went to spring training the covid year that it got shut down. Um, yeah. So the year I was playing, the previous that short season, I actually hurt my shoulder again. So I had another shoulder surgery. You know, tried to go back and do it again in spring training, but you know, at the end of the day, it just it wasn't what I was meant to be doing. Um, I, I always wanted to coach. I always wanted to get back into the, the coaching profession and and give back the best I could. So I enjoyed it. I learned a lot while I was there. Um, met a lot of cool people. A lot of you know, was around a lot of really knowledgeable coaches that I got to pick up some stuff and take with me now in my coaching career. So I I wouldn't have traded the experience for anything. It was definitely worth every second. Um, but I'm happy to be doing what I'm doing. Um, you know, I got to go back and go to East Carolina for a year and be the graduate assistant, you know, a coach out in the staff for a year. So got to see the other side of things from the, the coaching side, see what all goes into it. Got to learn a ton from them. Got to be around Coach Galvin, Coach Plumbo, you know, um, Deets was there that year, and AK and Colby and all, all of them, you know, and see them and, and see how they operate day to day. So it's, it's helped me now into my coaching profession, and I still, you know, revert back to that year a lot and and just trying to continue to learn. It was, it was a really good experience. Yeah, that's awesome. Turner Brown joining us on Pirate Radio Live. I would love to see your overall uh, win-loss record as a player and coach, uh, Turner, because I'm looking at your your high school numbers here and all the conference titles, the state titles, then you go on to ECU and all that success. And uh, you've done a lot of winning in your, your baseball career, haven't you? <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I was I was blessed to be a part of a bunch of really good teams. Um, you know, and that, that's that's the biggest thing is, I was fortunate to be, you know, when I was in high school, I had McKenzie go on my team, so it didn't hurt <laughs> to have him going, you know, every other game. And, you know, you look around, it's a ton of them. And I was, got to play for two head coaches that, in my opinion, are two of the best that's ever done it, um, and Coach Harold and Coach Godwin. So, you know, I was really fortunate. And, and I always tell tell our guys that white bull baseball reminds me a lot of East Carolina in the way that it means something to a lot of people. Mm. You know, it's, it's, there's a 
there's a passion around it that is you know when you go you expect to win that, that's 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 the goal that's that's the expectation and it, it's really really cool but you know i was i was i was blessed i got they got to be around a lot of good teammates got to win a lot so it, it was definitely a really really fun ride and man, what a we talk about Greenville baseball, the Turner and, and the Little League system and Elm Street, and it's such a just a great area for baseball. But man, that area that, that you're in has produced uh, some major talent. You want to talk about like per capita uh, college D1 players and uh, D2 whatever uh, per capita? Your area down there has got to be up there at the tops uh, because just some, uh, I know the I don't know if the Bentons were white wool, but they are they're close to that right and uh, just a ton of great players down there yeah so you know it it was it's pretty cool we um in 2015 we played west columbus which is all in columbus county in the in the eastern regionals and there were between both teams at some point there were six draft picks man you know the teams combined so you know you talk about it's a a county of there's not many you know white was a a town of five thousand so not huge, but we 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 have produced a lot of really good talent. Um, you know, so it, it's definitely as a coach that's that's nice to be in a in a town with talent. Yeah, hopefully that pipeline keeps going and you can keep on winning. Uh, real quick, Turner, you, you probably knew you were good at a young age. When at what age did you know Mackenzie Gore was elite? Like uh, coming up with him uh, playing baseball. So you know, it's just funny. Mackenzie's first uh, love, whenever he was younger, was soccer. <laughs> I know it's probably hard to believe, but uh, then we got him talked into like knowing, hey, you're, you're pretty good at this baseball thing. So um, I knew about him um, in, in middle school and stuff, but then I really got to see him start his freshman year. And you watch him, especially on the mound, you watch him throw, and you're like, yeah, that that's different. Um, you know, he was still a little dude, he was like a hundred. 30 pounds maybe his freshman year so then you look in sophomore year and he jumps up and he's like 87 88 his sophomore year you're like yeah that guy's got a chance um so i mean his, his freshman year really you knew that that was that was something there it was something special um that was gonna be fun to watch and then it just kept getting better and better and better every year um so it was it was fun to watch him grow into what he is now yeah, and I, I root for the guy. I didn't like to see him beat my Braves a couple weeks ago, but uh, that's how good he is. So we got a win with the Washington Nationals over my guys a couple weeks ago. Turner, um, how about your uh, – how did you get, you know, with the job opening, I guess, at Whiteville, and, and how did that, that all come to be? That is very special for you to go back to where you played and won all those games and be a coach. How did uh, that opportunity come up and, and you were able to take advantage of that? Yeah, so I was actually sitting in Kickback Jackson Greenville when uh, <laughs> Coach Howard called me. And he was like, "Hey, look, I'm uh, I'm planning to step down after this year, and I want you to come back." And um, you know, I'd had a ton of talks with with Coach Gallon about like what I wanted to do going forward, and then talking with my wife Caitlin about what I wanted to do. And it just the timing was all kind of perfect, right in line, you know. And it's. It's something that at one point I was like, I want to coach in college no matter what. Um, that was my thought. And then Coach Hard comes calling. I'm like, I can't turn down an opportunity to take over white bull baseball. Um, with it being where I played, put a lot of time, a lot of effort, and I have a lot of, of passion for the program. And it was a pretty easy decision. You know, it was it's something I, I knew that 
I wanted that program to continue to succeed, and I felt like if if I go back, I could continue to see the vision go forward. So it was a pretty easy decision, and then I ended up coming back last year and taking over. So it's been a it's been a, a wild ride so far. That's awesome to hear Turner Brown joining us, Whiteville head baseball coach. I hope I'm saying that right, Turner. I know I'm from Winterville, which is wonderful, and uh, yeah. I guess it's Whiteville, right? Is that how, am I saying it correctly? Yeah, you know, a lot of people throw in the, from from Whiteville throwing the D. It's like a D in there. Like Whiteville, so, <laughs> yeah, you know, we'll, we'll take it however we get it. Uh, man, this pirate baseball team just writes new chapters of the book every year. And, and man, it was special last year to win a regional here, have Texas here, had them on the ropes, couldn't quite get it done. And the pirates losing that super regional, but man, one of my favorite chapters, uh, is 2019. And just that, that run you guys went on after going into the losers bracket, you had Jake Agnos's heroic efforts uh, against NC state. And then you guys just got rolling against uh, Quinnipiac and then two against Campbell. But man, that some about that regional with the rain and the weather and you guys having to fight from behind. I mean, I'll never forget it. You were a part of it. I, I know you'll never forget it. Yeah. No. And it's not a, it's not a regional in Greenville unless you got a little bit of rain. Exactly. Yeah. That's, that's the truth. But, that year was special, um, and that team was, you know, one of the closest teams I've ever been a part of. We were, you know, we were all on the same page, and we lost to Piac in game one, but I'll tell you, it's, I don't, I mean, it was just kind of, we knew that we were fine. Like, we just had to go out and just continue to play, and we would be fine. Um, but it was that that regional, and, and both of them there in Greenville, it's, I tell everyone, you, it's hard to, put into words what it feels like to play a regional in Greenville until you run on the field for the first game and there's 6,000 fans cheering for you. It's, you know, there's rider jobs whenever he took his first night, told him, like, hey, when you go out there, just take a minute, look around, and, and know this don't happen everywhere. Um, so, you know, it's it's a special it's a special thing. And last year in the Super, we, were, we went and it was the same thing. I mean, it's – it was electric, you know, even the rain delay. I, my wife and I, we stayed, we were like, hey, look, if this is going to be the year, we're going to be there no matter if we get home at 4 a.m., we're going <laughs> to be there. So um, it was, it, it's it's awesome. It's it's hard to put into words what it's like, um, but it's it's something that you'll, you'll never forget. Yeah, Turner, I heard about the um, you passing that message along to Ryder, and then he passes that along to Zach Agnos, and then you know Agnos shares it with Joey Barini, and now it just keeps going through the uh, through the program. That hey, uh, young buck, kind of look around it. Was, was that told to you by somebody, or did you come up with that to tell uh, Ryder? Well, you know, going into eighteen was kind of the the first. It was the first one we had hosted yeah. in Greenville, so we were all new to the the territory, I guess you can say. So. Um, I remember when we, we we ran out and um, Connor Litton and I were standing there and we just looked at each other. We just stopped, <laughs> kind of stopped in our tracks and looked. We were like, "This is really cool." Yeah. Um, so, you know, it, it's just something that I remember Litt and I kind of shared together, and I was like, "It's something that every player that goes on the field for regional needs to do. Um, just take it in for a moment and and soak in the moment because it's." You never know when it's going to happen again. Um, so when you get the chance, take it in because it's it's a special thing. Yeah, that's really cool. Turner Brown joining us, Pirate Radio Live Line. Turner, we'll let you run. How's your uh, Weibel team doing this year? You, you got another uh, championship run in you? 
I hope so. You know, it's been a, a year full of some some highs, some, some things that we need to get better at. But you know, we just continue to keep pushing forward. Um, that's all we can do. Is we're a young group, but you know, they've got to. We play a tough non-conference schedule. They've got to experience some close games. We've we, you know, it's we've got some guys on the field that hadn't been on the field in a while. So it's we're always building, always always looking to improve, but. Um, you know, now we got the second half of the year, so we got three weeks left in the regular season, so finish out strong and get in the playoffs and see what we can do, see if we can make a run. Uh, Turner, you were the the ultimate team guy. You you always would do, I'm sure, whatever Cliff Godwin told you to do and not question it. But have you had a moment as a coach where maybe as a player you were like, well, why are we doing this? And now you're in charge. You're that guy making the call. And you're like, oh, okay, now I see why, why Cliff told us to do this. Have you had any of those moments as a coach? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I'd be lying to you if I said it. You have a game and, and – it doesn't look like what you want it to look like. And then you go the next day and you have a really, really good practice as we would phrase it. And, you know, as a player, you're like, cow, it's like the middle of the season. We're having a really, really good practice. And you're like, why are we doing this? But as a coach, you're, you get it, you know, you understand. Um, but there, there's most of the time, you know, the one thing that Coach Gallon always did, he, was, he would tell us why. We always knew why we did something. Yeah. So, there was never really any question about it, which was was a cool part. You know, we always knew where Coach what Coach Gallon was thinking, no matter if it was good, bad, indifferent. We always knew. So that's something I try to continue on that I learned from him is to let the players know, hey, this is why we're doing it. Um, I know it may not make a ton of sense, but trust me, in the long run, it will work out. Um, and you know, it seemed to work out pretty well for us. And I was at East Carolina, so I figured, hey, I might as well continue that on now. Yeah, absolutely. Great stuff. Turner Brown joining us today. Turner, keep up the great work. Hopefully you guys make a long run this year in the high school ranks, and uh, also hopefully we can see you back at Clark LeClaire uh, for some summer baseball, maybe another uh, postseason there in Greenville. That'd be cool. That's the plan. I want to be able to make another Super Regional there. That's that's the plan. Turner, thanks so much, man. We'll keep in touch and uh, talk to you again down the road. All right, thank you. I appreciate you having me. Turner Brown joining us today on Pirate Radio Live. Awesome to catch up with him, relive some of the fun memories from his playing days, and also talk about what he's up to today as the head baseball coach at Whiteville High School. And uh, Chandler, you're from around that area. I mean, we talked about the just string of baseball talent that comes from that area. It's pretty incredible. Yeah, I mean, as we know here in Greenville, baseball is a tradition and they take it very seriously here in Greenville. It's the same way in Whiteville and in the Columbus County area. Um, uh, you got Turner Brown, who's from Whiteville. You've got Mackenzie Gore, who's from Whiteville. You got Mike Wright, former Pirate, who's from Whiteville. Um, and then uh, Trey Bennett is from up the road and uh, uh, is in Columbus County, went to West Columbus High School. Uh, so that area does produce a lot of great talent, and I believe he's got a really good team there this year in Whiteville as well. So, yeah, Whiteville is a uh, baseball factory for sure. Awesome to catch up with Turner Brown today here on Pirate Radio Live. We'll take a break, come back, talk about something we have not talked about in a while, and that's Hurricanes hockey because the playoffs begin on Monday before they get there. One more regular season game tonight, and there are some stakes tied to that. We'll talk about it with uh, our old intern, who now calls play-by-play hockey. Brooks Hill going to join us on the show to talk Canes, playoff hockey, and more when we return on Pirate Radio Live after this. Things right. 
Listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show. Welcome back. University PC Care has been Pirate Nation's go-to IT expert since 2006 and are the local tech support experts for any of your business needs. Let University PC Care take care of it so you can take care of business. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All right, back with you, Pirate Radio Live. On a packed Thursday, Brandon Manning going to join us to talk some baseball. And our Farm Bureau Insurance ECU Baseball Report coming up in hour number two. Also, another game of Name That Sound. Redemption game for me from last week. Also, uh, coming up in hour three of today's show, ECU Hall of Famer Marcus Crandall. We'll talk some football with him and recap the spring from a defensive standpoint with Blake Carroll, Pirate Defensive Coordinator. So, got all that still to come on today's show looking at the buccaneer music hall scoreboard presented by the buck it is uh just about playoff time play-in games continuing in the nba on friday night and then the playoffs uh, in earnest get underway on saturday and then for the nhl playoffs beginning on monday last regular season game for the canes is coming up tonight we'll talk about that and more with our old buddy brooks hill our resident caniac who uh, will tell us all about it as he joins us on the Pirate Radio Live Line. Brooks, great to talk with you again. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. It's getting ready for playoff time, so it's uh, the best time of the year. All right, so let's uh, let's talk about where we are now. The Canes have, what, one more game left uh, in this regular season? Yep, it all comes down to game 82 to find out where the Hurricanes are going to be in the playoffs for the uh, 23 season. What are the uh, the stipulations here? What what you know? If they beat the Florida Panthers, what happens? If they lose to the Florida Panthers, what happens? How, how big is this game? All right, so I got them all written down. <laughs> all right, so Hurricanes win in any fashion, it'll be the Hurricanes versus the New York Islanders in the first round. I like that matchup. I think that that plays to a style that the Hurricanes can play right now because the Islanders are a low-scoring team, as of the Hurricanes lately, have also been a very low-scoring team. So I think that is the most favorable matchup uh, for the Hurricanes. Now, where things get a little dicey is where if Carolina picks up a point tonight in overtime or a shootout, they lose, and New Jersey uh, wins, the Hurricanes could play the New York Rangers. And I don't like that matchup for us at all one bit because the Rangers are a very high-scoring team. And in a little bit of the last 10 games where the Hurricanes forwards are struggling to put the puck in the net, uh, I think that could be a very quick series for the Hurricanes, unfortunately. So I I don't think that would be very favorable. Um, If you add a combination of overtime losses and New Jersey – losing in overtime as well. The Hurricanes could end up playing the Florida Panthers, 
who they play tonight for the chance to win the division right back again in the first round. So they're essentially there are three teams that the Hurricanes could still play based on the way that two games shape out tonight. It's either going to be the New York Islanders, the New York Rangers, or the Florida Panthers. All right, so we want a win, according to Brooks Hill, for the most favorable matchup in uh, round one of the Stanley Cup playoff. Brooks Hill joining us. And, uh, Brooks, the Canes have, would it be fair to say, struggled down the stretch? They haven't looked great down the stretch, right? Yeah, if I believe the right term would be limping into the playoffs. Yeah. You know, great. They, they have the second best record in hockey and second most points only behind the Boston Bruins, who more than likely going to you know, break NHL records and set for years to come with points in the season and wins in the season. So the season, by all means, has been very good for the Hurricanes. Unfortunately, this down the stretch, things have not gone good. The Hurricanes could have had the division wrapped up, and this game could really be a throwaway, and you could get some guys in the AHL a call-up. You know, you could rest people like Ajo, Jordan Stahl, Jordan Martinuk, you know, the guys that you know, are going to play a big factor in the playoffs offensively and defensively. You could give those guys a game off going into the playoffs, but Unfortunately, I don't think that's going to be the case as all of a sudden the uh, scoring from the forwards have dried up. Uh, the defensemen, however, lead the NHL in scoring 55 goals uh, from defensemen this year for the Hurricanes. That's top of the NHL. So that part is pretty neat, but unfortunately, they're relying a lot on their defensemen uh, to put the puck in the back of the net and not the people um who are playing forward. Brooks Hill joining us, talking Canes hockey, talking Stanley Cup playoffs. So uh, how healthy are the Canes, Brooks? Any injury concerns heading into the postseason? Uh, well, the guys that have been playing the last couple of games are are good to go. That's the good thing. But unfortunately, the Hurricanes are going to be without Andre Spechnikov. Yeah. He, he had ACL uh, surgery a couple I believe about a month ago, so he's not going to be available. Uh, Pacioretty, who only played in a couple of games this season uh, for the team, is also unavailable. But everybody kind of knew that going ahead into it. Uh, defensively, the Canes look healthy. But right now, they have a lot of options to choose from uh, on their active roster. And it looks like Anderson and Ante Ranta are going to be good to go in between the pipes. Uh, for the Hurricanes goaltending-wise, which is going to be a plus. I realistically don't know who is going to be the playoff guy. Anderson has played in more games this year. Both goalies have missed time. But until last week, uh, Ante Ranta had 15 straight games and earning a point, at least for the Hurricanes. That dated all the way back to November. So he was playing very good. Uh, and then you always have your third option in the AHL, Piotr Kochetkov, who played a lot last year in the playoffs for the Hurricanes. Uh, wouldn't be surprised if the Hurricanes call him up and carry him on the taxi squad in the playoffs to uh, have him available if somebody does go down. Brooks, I'm looking at the Stanley Cup odds here and the Boston Bruins, of course, are the favorite uh, to win it. Looking at the East, the teams behind them, 
Toronto, uh, then New Jersey, then New York, and then Carolina. Uh, as far as overall, Colorado Avalanche, second best odds to win it uh, coming out of the West, followed by Edmonton, uh, Las Vegas, and Dallas. So if I asked you, okay, let's say because the best team doesn't always win, let's say the Boston Bruins don't win, let's say your, let's say your, your Carolina Hurricanes don't win, who do you like coming out of the East uh, to represent the East in the Stanley Cup final? If it's not the Bruins and the Hurricanes, that's going to take out either the one and the two seed or three if Hurricanes lose tonight. Um, so that would probably leave you with the best chance of, let's see, that would leave New Jersey, both the New York teams, and the Florida uh, Florida Panthers, along with Tampa Bay Lightning, Toronto Maple Leafs. Yeah. Okay, so I'm thinking right now, if Boston or Carolina doesn't make it to the cup final, it probably would go into be the New York Rangers, is who I would think. Just the way that they have put together a team somehow underneath the salary cap. Uh, what was the big move they made this season, Brooks? Who did they bring in? Yeah, so at the deadline, they brought in uh, Vladimir Tarasenko from the St. Louis Blues, who I thought had a possibility of coming to the Hurricanes, but that move was made about a week or 10 days before the deadline. And then on deadline day, they brought in Patrick Kane. Yeah, okay. From Chicago. So very two high-profile names who, uh, granted, are not what they used to be in their prime, but are still very good hockey players. Um. So those are, those are two big moves. Uh, you know, the Rangers brought in Vincent Trocek from the Hurricanes in the offseason, signing him as a free agent. Uh, they still have Igor Shosturkin, who won the Vesna Trophy last year for the league's best goaltender. Hasn't looked as good as he has last year, but he's still playing really good. Uh, so I like the Rangers a lot. Um, that's why it's very important that the Hurricanes don't draw the Rangers in the first round. Hopefully everything goes according to the plan. You'll have a New Jersey Devil, New York Ranger first round, which would be very exciting to watch. But hopefully those two teams just beat each other up. Uh, and then there's only one team left standing that would play the winner of the Hurricanes and whoever they play in the second round. So. Brooks Hill joining us, talking playoff hockey, talking Canes. Brooks, I read this. There was no link. I don't know how accurate it is, but it was on Twitter. Uh, it said from 2015 to 17, the Carolina Hurricanes were dead last in attendance in the NHL. In 2023, the Hurricanes finished second in attendance and set a franchise record for best attendance in a season. I don't know how accurate that is. I do know that the crowds are way up from where they were when they were missing the playoffs every year. But uh, have you seen that stat anywhere? The Canes really the second best attendance in the league? Yep, that is uh, that is correct. Wow. Now, obviously, that number is inflated because of the outdoor game. Oh, yeah, true. Uh, so that definitely helps. Granted, that is, even though the Hurricanes were the designated home team, that is an NHL event. So, like, how they do the math on the attendance of that way is a little bit differently because the NHL is the one distributing the tickets for that, not necessarily the Carolina Hurricanes or the Washington Capitals. Uh, so that one's... It's a little bit of an asterisk, I will say that. But they have had the most sellouts in the regular season this year. That's a fact uh, for games inside PNC. Uh, the only team that they are behind 
is the original professional hockey team, the Montreal Canadiens. So it's pretty solid. I mean, they, they used to be dead last. I can agree with that statement. So putting them in second spot is really solidified. Raleigh as a hockey market, the people have come out, uh, supported the team. They owe a lot to Rod Brendamore, who has really uh, turned this ship around, and hopefully he can do it one more time here as uh, the Hurricanes are getting right in their window of uh, opportunity to make a push for the Cup here this year and next year before they're going to have to have some uh, tough conversations with some people uh, about contracts. Yeah, they're in that window. got to take advantage while you're in it. Uh, Brooks Hill joining us. Brooks, good stuff. Before we let you go, tell us uh, what you're up to now. Former Pirate Radio intern, you did a ton of stuff. You found uh, every microphone, every camera you could and took advantage of that and uh, it got you further in your career. So uh, I know you were calling some hockey. Is that what you're up to these days? Oh, yeah. We got our uh, we have our final regular season weekend this weekend. We play Friday and Saturday. Uh, we're going to finish second place in our division uh, up in Binghamton, New York. We're going to start the playoffs next week. And uh, we have Unfortunately, we don't get a best of seven. We are in a best of three uh, for the first two rounds. We only play 56-game regular season compared to the NHL's 82. But we're making the most of it. Hopefully, we get past the first round and uh, we have a rematch with the team that knocked us out uh, in the first round last year, hopefully in round two. So hopefully, we make a push here. We're playing some good hockey, got our scoring uh, back up. So hopefully, uh, just like the Black Bears, the Hurricanes can turn around their depth scoring here in the playoffs, and uh, both teams uh, can make a deep push uh, for their respective trophies. Good stuff, Brooks, uh, and happy for you, man. Uh, sounds like you're uh, you're doing what you love, so that's awesome. The uh, Stanley Cup playoffs will begin on Monday. Carolina Hurricanes playing their final regular season game, and it is an important one, as Brooks described, against the Florida Panthers coming up tonight. Brooks, uh, thanks so much for joining us. We'll catch up with you later on these playoffs and talk more Canes hockey with you, man. All right, absolutely. Always, look, it's not the Hurricanes if it wouldn't come down to the last game of the season. You know, the Cardiac Canes are fully back, and hopefully game 82 is just as good as game number one. Brooks Hill joining us. Thank you, Brooks, and we'll uh, once again catch up with you later on in the playoffs, which begin on Monday. Hurricanes trying to secure the two seed, get a more favorable matchup if they can win tonight against the Florida Panthers. All right, let's take a timeout. As we go to break, quick update on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Da Buck. Another day, another Rays win. They are 13-0 and as they take care, once again, of the Boston Red Sox. That, uh, by the way, breaks the Major League Baseball record, I believe. It either ties it or breaks it. We'll look into that. Uh, but if that record's been held since 1900, by the way. 13 and 0. Now they haven't played any real teams. That includes the Boston Red Sox. Oh, Whoa. Hold up, Holmes. You guys are the worst 8 and 4 team in the history of ever. Well, we're 9 and 4. Excuse me, 9 and 4. Ooh, whatever. The Braves win games. Um, Tigers, A's, Nationals, Red Sox. Are y'all is, is Tampa going to play a real team? We'll talk to Brandon Manning about that. He's giving me some looks that I haven't seen I know. in years. Kind of scary. Uh, also, the Orioles. Man, I'd love to watch some baseball, but MLB does not want you to watch their product. 
and uh, Orioles are blacked out on ESPN Plus. They are tied with the A's seven to seven in the ninth inning. All right, we'll take a break. Come back. We'll talk some Pirate baseball when we return. Brandon Manning joins us after this. listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Beauty Bar Metaspa. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Visit BeautyBarMetaspa.com to set up a free consultation. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Uh, East Plumbing, Viva Electric, and Roland Black Heating and Cooling have teamed up to form New Blue Service Group, offering Eastern North Carolina the best in plumbing, electrical, and HVAC services. Same great local team, same great local service, just a new name. For plumbing, electrical, and HVAC services, call, uh, go to callnewblue.com. That's callnublue.com, New Blue Service Group, where we are redefining service excellence. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live, here on a beautiful Thursday, awesome day in eastern North Carolina. Great day to talk some football, which we'll do in hour three, with ECU Hall of Famer Marcus Crandall and current East Carolina defensive coordinator Blake Harrell. So we'll do that in hour number three of today's show. We'll play Name That Sound coming up in a little later on in hour two. But right now, we will talk Pirate Baseball with Brandon Manning on our Farm Bureau Insurance ECU Baseball Report. If you'd like to chat about your auto home life insurance and uh, maybe brandon manning can save you a little money 252-531-1812 located beacon drive in winterville he joins us here on the show hello brandon hey guys how's it going it's going good hey going chandler good. Chandler's hey, bud. here shirley's here hey, bud. everybody's here um did you have a problem with me saying the red sox aren't a real team yes i i, I do clip um I, how many world series have the braves won this millennium I'm, we're talking about 2023 baseball but the answer is what are one the braves the braves won the world right. series a couple years ago they're nine and four why are you talking about my the red team? sox have won three this this millennium great okay we're talking about now well like, who's the real team here what a terrible argument no i'm not i hate the history major arguments the history major yeah I mean, Okay, so, sorry we can't win it every year, Clip. No, I know the Red Sox have been really good these last, I mean, since 04. They've won how they just, many? I don't know. Their general manager has been really screwing the pooch the last few years. Thank you. Okay, now we're having a real conversation. Let Mookie Betts get away without getting anything back. J.D. Martinez, let him get away without getting anything back. Come on. The other infielder? Was it Bogarts? Bogarts. Xander Bogart, he's gone, right? uh, from Aruba, I believe he's a from. Yeah, he's he is also he's in San Diego. What name the other locations um, that were said in Kokomo by Beach Boys? You said one, Aruba, Jamaica, Kokomo. Who I want to take you to? Aruba. No, we already said Aruba. Okay, you got Aruba, Key Largo, Key Largo, Montego, but Coco you got to skip some. Is it? 
All right, let's try. Okay, Aruba, Jamaica. Ooh, I want to take you to Bermuda, Bahamas. Come on, pretty mama. Key Largo, Montego. Hey, why don't we go to a Kokomo? There you go. Brandon, pirates are rolling there. There's this guy that comes on the show and he says, "When the when the weather gets hot, so the pirate bats." And I gotta say, say the say the thing. thing. (laughs) I gotta say, say the thing. There's something to it, Brandon. What? Say what thing? There's something to that. It's getting a little hotter. Weather's warming up. Yeah, bats warming up. I hate to say, three years in a row that I called it. You don't hate to say nothing when it's about pumping your chest out. Didn't we but we're still missing um we're hitting the ball a lot better we're 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 playing a lot better everything's starting to click a little bit um now we have a little bit of a health scare yeah jingus coward um god i hope he feels better soon so you caught yeah um it, it hurts the knees but every now and then you can catch one off places you don't want to have you ever had an injury similar to Jacob Jenkins Coward? Um, I was. Uh, so pitchers used to do this thing called a short where you would get uh, the first 10 or 15 pitches in front of home plate so they can work really focus on working downhill. And in the old bullpen, there was a, like a you're, – you're on a little raised slab, so there's a lip. So we would get – that's about six or seven feet in front of the plate. We would get on that lip because it just felt good to the catchers. And uh, was it Shane? Shane Matthews or Brody Taylor? Uh, one of those hit the lip and it bounced straight up behind the cup. Mm. Um, and just instantaneously just went down. Uh, we just wanted to throw up everywhere. It was just, I said, boys, you got to give me a minute. I, I'll tell the rest of the story because it is not a story for radio. After the fact, when when next time you go to break, remind me to tell the story. You will laugh. But you were okay. Yes, later yes. on, like, this one required surgery. This one required surgery. Yeah. That that man more that must have just been the right angle on mm. the dangle I mean, or however you want. Brandon, to say come on, come on. Well, this come is on. your Look, Chandler. Chandler just left the room. This is Farm Bureau Insurance. Brandon Manning baseball report. So it's all tied to your name. So you can say whatever you want to. I reckon. All right, maybe, maybe. <laughs> Maybe. but no we're, we're starting to play better the bats yeah. are coming around uh we're starting to get some timely hits some of the some of the older guys are starting to find like hoover hoover hitting two bombs he's literally hit more twice as many home runs as he's ever hit in his career yeah. this year um a mac went on a tear last week uh he's been barreling the balls up but the week's coming in and he really barreled some balls up the other day it was like a beach ball coming in there um, Josh Moylan has been consistently good for a while now. Josh Josh Moylan has been just hitting the ball. Um, I, they, they say hitting them where there ain't. And he's just been placing the ball, you know, right center gap, left center gap. I think he even let a, let a button go uh, last week. Um, he's been also doing good. So the guys that you want to see leading the charge have been leading the charge. Yeah, no doubt. And uh, the Pirates getting it done, of course, on the mound as well. Back-to-back midweeks where you get a pretty good start from Root. And then last week it was Jake Hunter providing the lengthy, strong outing. This week it was Danny Beal. You know, Danny Beal, uh, number one, is a great kid. Um, his, guy, his, his dad's a great guy. He sits behind me at the games. Um, he has been our our – our workhorse in the bullpen this year he really has been doing a great job of coming in and getting those outs when we need them you know getting everything we got going on but overall as a staff uh i think we're now up to 13 or 14 double digit strikeout games this year 
um that that is a very cool i mean that, we're striking out people is that good clips um not as good as clip but mm-hmm. good clips none, nonetheless or the va rap group clips they did grinding you may remember um no you're right high strikeout totals how about danny bill in just five innings nine k's for yeah. him the other night he was feeling it uh his ball was really running a lot the other night um had a lot of good movement i mean i i really like he was throwing a lot of backdoor breaking pitches some of those lefties man it was dirty cincinnati coming up this weekend brandon friday saturday sunday as this long home stand continues and if uh you look at odds and they're probably out there somewhere east carolina is going to be a big favorite in all of these games got to take care of business against the state cincinnati has a sub 500 record um they are three and three in conference i think uh now they have played some good teams early this year Uh, i think they went over three against florida um lost to louisville a time or two uh they have played a, a hard schedule i mean they've you know xavier princeton they've played some 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 top not top notch programs but if you look at their stats they have a god what's the infielder's name it is not staying with me right there they have one in ryan something another maybe uh he's hitting the ball pretty good i think sounds eight, norwegian eight bomb it does something or another um fin- finish <laughs> um but uh he's got eight home runs he's leading them in pretty much every offensive statistic uh we just need to keep him at bay and i think we'll take care of business this weekend yeah and uh you mentioned health and we'll see i i, I read uh that could have some starting pitching nicks and bruises as well so just something to keep an eye on with this team but the depth is showing up and we talked about the jjc injury brandon and and a lot of pirate fans i know you have a contentious relationship with some of the uh negative folks online but they've been wanting to see more of other people in the lineup well now you kind of get your chance with jacob jenkins coward out next man up but it's going to be next men up they have a lot of options there so like last week uh or this week for instance you know you look up lane hoover hasn't played center field all year i don't think he's starting in center field uh barini had the rest uh i needed a day's rest or needed a night off or riley johnson needed a night off we got guys that are interchangeable especially in the outfield um Nowak made the play no made a, a nice web gym out there it was it was great to see that happen um so i really think our, our depth uh especially in the outfield is is really helping us out right now um going to need continue to need that with jjc out um so we'll, we'll see where it goes we got some infielders we got you know three short stops got a couple transfer in and then one guy um that we had there who i think can still play so we'll see if maybe star don't get a break up the middle um maybe amac gets a, a couple of days off I, th- I think he's uh you know been hasn't missed again he's like the cal Ripken of ecu baseball i don't think remember the last time amac was not in the lineup the iron man uh amac so brandon this, this is sports talk radio we talk about stuff like this the team doesn't but as far as big picture hosting and being a, a top eight east carolina back in the top 10 in the polls d1 and baseball america they've got history on their side so uh what do they need to do here uh, the rest of the way do you finish, I mean, finish strong the same way we laid out that path last year i mean last year it was win every series try to take two of three on the road sweep it home yeah that was your that was your fly remember yeah two yeah. or three on the road sweep it home two or three in the road sweep it home and you still have that once you do that in our conference because our let's just admit it our conference is a little bit down this year um 
it, it will leave you're going to have that mistake game that trap game where you, nothing's clicking or a pitcher is just throwing above his head chandler we we born you in there buddy we all yeah he doesn't he's Chandler, chandler's in there about to doze off was he yawning yeah man Go on with your segment, guys. All right. No, <laughs> look, look, don't worry about me. I mean, I was checking up on me, you. Maybe mate. I should have got you a Celsius or a Monster or something. Well, hey, look, that's kind of on you. I, that that's is on, on me. That, that's normally I'm my thing. because you didn't get me a Celsius. You know what we need? We need, like, blinds. So, like, while we're doing a segment, if y'all feel like napping or doing something else, you can just close <laughs> the blinds. <laughs> and we can't even see in there. <laughs> All right. Carry on, Brandon. So uh, Focus up. I, man, I, I saw that wide jawed individual in there open up it scared me he's like a lion waking up <laughs> hungry hungry hippos uh, <laughs> yeah so uh so what we got to do to finish the year strong um we're gonna have that trap weekend i think it's gonna happen i just don't know which weekend it will be um i don't know much about wichita state uh so here's what's left in the conference cincinnati this weekend Memphis. on the road at wichita state home against tulane on the road at cincinnati where you you know a lot about that team because you're gonna play them three right. here and then I'm, go there i'm really not worried about them okay memphis at home and then on the road at south florida uh what's brandon's trap warning series wichita just because of the travel we okay. you said we go to wichita yeah and uh tulane the, the one of those two series i see is just just because i think last year it was tulane to mess us up yeah that was that was almost cost us a big shot last year we ended up rebounding pretty good so Wichita, Tulane, uh, one of those two weekends, we need to just bear down and play hard. All right, so on that note, how – I mean, should we put a premium on these midweek games against yeah. at NC State, North Carolina at home, the, uh, those games? At so Old when Dominion? it comes to seeding, uh, especially for a regional or something like that, those are games they want to see you win. If you want to host and you want to be able to host a super regional after you win the regional, you need to win those games so you have a chance to host both times. You want the highest seed possible, and those are big wins. Yeah, and uh, you've got the schedule out there in front of you to once again get into that top eight because you're playing. How good? Uh, what's Charlotte doing this year, Brandon? I can look them up. Do you know? No, not Pirates much, not much are uh, at Charlotte, and that's actually at a minor league park. Yeah, so uh, we won't be able up. to watch that somehow. We're going to have to get a Facebook Live from Chandler. Yeah, he'll head out there for us and be our charlotte representative they are 16 and 15 so okay. it's not gonna do too much but uh gonna have to uh win that one coming up next week that's truest field uh in charlotte north carolina all right uh oh you, we, you are contagious. you boring yourself it's contagious i just yawned <laughs> in here uh how much mlb you've been watching brand um well we've been i've been watching a lot of young people play baseball yeah what recently. you been doing coaching uh, coaching up here in, in winterville uh, watching some high school baseball. Um, I think Conley is pan playing at 5 o'clock tonight from a team from Virginia. That would be a good one. I'm hmm. try to make it. I got to stop. I got to make on the way. It might be a little late, but we'll figure it out. Between ECU, Conley, and your coaching, how many innings of baseball do you see a week? Uh, triple digits. So if you got nine. So you see 27, 27 for ECU. ECU. Well, then you got the midweek, so I'm going to watch that. Too. 36. So 36. And I'll have two games with my son that typically so seven? six apiece. Six okay, apiece. six. So that's 12. Uh, 48. Um, 48. So I'm, I'm going to be around. And then like one Conley game. I don't, well, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I've been trying to watch all the Conley games 
uh streaming i'm gonna count that uh so uh or watching some sort of game streaming so i'm gonna say plus pro we're above 70 at this point uh, well the the pro game and i'm gonna i'm gonna watch some uh college games some sec baseball we're at 85 i'm I'm probably gonna be around 70 75 innings a week watching baseball all right now let's try to get that number up you are a baseball expert i need that number closer to 100 Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> I don't know if there's enough time for you, but we'll figure it out. Brandon Manning joining us. Brandon, I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Would you like to have a rematch from last week? Name that sound. I, I should just retire. You but could. I, I, that I, isn't I, your... But I'm not, I'm not that guy. Okay. I'm, not, I'm not the guy that runs away from a challenge. Because then, if I get beat, we have to go best two out of three. The rubber match. Yeah. And I'll have a week to think about it because I will not be in town next Thursday. Okay. Maybe. All right. We'll let that one uh, be, a, be a phone call in. We'll let it simmer. Uh, looks like Jenny's brought a pizza. So all fat boys report to Studio B. <laughs> and uh, that includes myself. So we'll, we'll take a break. We'll come back. Uh, we'll talk a little more baseball and play Name That Sound with Brandon Manning. This was the Farm Bureau Insurance ECU Baseball Report. 252-531-1812 for a review of your auto home life insurance with a former pirate and a former Pitt Community College Bulldog. We'll take a break. Come back. You have no cooth. You just well, walk right in front of the damn camera. Wait, I thought it was over with a long time ago. Brandon, I'm still talking. What are you doing? What do you mean it's over? What are you over? I'm talking. Pizza got me excited. All right. We'll take a break. Come back. More to go after this. Hey, little thing, let me light your candle calls. Mama, I'm sure all the handle now gets a ram. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Beauty Bar Metaspa. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Visit BeautyBarMetaspa.com to set up a free consultation. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Uh, be sure to visit one of ECU graduate Brandon Tate's U.S. Cellular locations and experience the highest standard of customer service. The purpose of the Atlantic Wireless Store experience is to inform, illuminate, and inspire. Find the location near you at AtlanticWireless.com. Atlantic Wireless, we go beyond the call. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live here on a Thursday. I love reoccurring bits. I love committing to it, sticking with it. And that's why I love Austin on, on uh, YouTube. He says, today... I ask all of you to join me in solidarity by tuning out of the show during Name That Sound. Together, we can all put an end to ageism. Hashtag end ageism. Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> how, how old is this kid, Tim? I ask that if you are a fan of Name That Sound and you appreciate all the work that I put into it, he's the, I he's ask awesome. that you stand in solidarity with me and flip Austin off. Ooh, okay. I mean, Austin, you didn't even put your last initial. Don't if you're if you're gonna if you're gonna talk, Austin. You just, want this government out there? Not 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 to say government. Just to give me an initial. How do we know this is not like some you know he got a picture of a guy? This could be some kid. Now now I can't talk to the kid because I don't know exactly who he is. Okay. Can you give Brandon all of your private info? 
yeah social security social number social date of birth yeah um if you are boycotting or sticking around for name that sound i just wish that you would hit the thumbs up and give us a like i'd appreciate that we have 17 more viewers than we have likes and that the math just does not check out uh surely i believe you said we got a final we do we do final in camden yards and it was adley rushman walking it off to give the orioles an eight to seven win today over the a's so uh the o's win one we couldn't watch it here but i'm sure it was great telling you adley rushman is going to be a hall of famer right that that is a hot take write that down that kid is special all right he's behind behind the plate as a leader in the dugout he's got everything you need to have a long career uh it was cool you remember when he made his mlb debut and he was going out to catch and he just kind of did a 360 uh, chandler was uh talking about that during the break oh yeah um, and uh, i was like man that's that's what it's all about i mean you're a kid it's a game you soaking it in i mean you're on a baseball card. I think that was in a movie. And you guys are on baseball cards. That was a little big league. Little big league. He had um, some great uh, trick motivational plays. speeches. And what were you going to say? Trick plays? Trick plays. Yeah. Hidden ball trick. Uh-huh. All right. Um, Studio B, are we ready to go? I have been ready. We forgot Brandon Manning's song intro again. again. It's like the eighth time. Uh, I mean, quick. I've I got it one. right here. We don't have time. Hit now. it real quick. <laughs> it is long. I used to be hell on wheels. Back when I was a younger man Now my body says, oh, you can do this, boy <laughs> well, But my mind says, oh, yes, you can Pause I ain't as good as I once was it's Good stuff right there That's just the cold, hard truth <laughs> I still throw a few back Talk a little smack when I'm feeling bulletproof. Shirley, just roll this right into the name that sounded right. All right, give it a second here. I'd have to call your bluff. I ain't as good as I once was, but I'm as good once as I ever was. Down, down. Come on in. <laughs> Sit right down. That wasn't masterful remix there the, 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 the DJ nice mashup and name that sound turn that frown kind of a backwards hat today upside down because it's time for name that sound now here's the host of name that sound miss Shirley Rose thank you thank you very much welcome in to another edition of name that sound and uh you stop interrupting me, mister. Uh, where we play a sound, you have to guess it. Chandler is not in it this week. Yeah. Because he's taking a, an ego beating. F off, dude. Owen, why are you talking? <laughs> You're not even playing. Why? I know, stay right? Out of it. I mean, just. Clip's trying to redeem himself. Why are you being so ugly to me? Up in the Kool Aid, don't even know the flavor. I wouldn't be so ugly, but I realized that you are sitting out of the game and you're interrupting the host. I just thought that was bad mojo from you. I introduced the host. How about that? And then what do you do after? You're supposed to shut up after that. You say, Here's Shirley Rhodes. I'm done talking. Drop the mic. Shirley, uh, uh, real quick. Yes. Not to interrupt you. Um, we've got a couple of tweets. One, I'm sure. One from Redbeard. Uh, it is a gif of someone giving the finger to Austin. 
thank you Redbeard. chad says i'm here i stand with shirley he gives an emoji middle finger to austin thank you sir so the two sides we have two sides forming here right now austin's looking for some backup i guess chandler are you on austin's side or not <laughs> i'm not on anybody's side i haven't complained once about the game i i, I, I appreciate austin i'd appreciate are you saying i have sorry i was just leaking <laughs> Not, I mean, you I haven't, never you haven't complained. complained. I have you ne- haven't complained about it since you've. What? Never mind. Just lost. All right, let's get. You to do the complain game. when you're losing. Let's get to the game. But it's fine. It's okay. All right, gentlemen. We're gonna start things off with sound number one. Here right. we go. Again, stepping on a cat's tail. Um, in living color. Uh, Incorrect. Uh Fresh Prince. You are correct. The uh, handshake. Yep. Oh, yeah, yeah buddy. Will and his, what was his buddy's Jazz. name? Jazz. Jazz. D- DJ, DJ Jazzy Jeff. Jeff. Well done. Let me uh, get uh, my his career didn't take here. off like Will's did. Nah, Will did a little more. Although he's never slapped Chris Rock. I'm waiting this for that true. sound to come up. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I I could get that sound without completely giving it Here, away here's one i was thinking have you done a zipper yet this is no all right don't say that not not now but it's not in it today okay okay or is it here or is it <laughs> <laughs> you never know here's the next sound huh millie vanilli shall i play it again yeah a soundtrack brandon can i say something real quick what you do something that uh i don't know if you're doing it on purpose or not but you do it a lot and i don't you put your hand i'm trying to because i'm trying to turn and see i'm like trying to get all the but you just turn there's a lot of the show during while you're on and you have your hand in my area and it's a little i don't know i think it's an intimidation thing maybe because it makes me a little nervous all right hit it again one more time one more time Uh, Nintendo Wii. Incorrect. I'm Brandon. done. I'm done. Okay. I have nothing, nothing. The answer is that is The Power of Love by Luther Vandross. Hmm. You play the song. Okay. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. All right. Next sound. Hmm. There's the ground. It looks hard. Okay, trees. Trees. I got to get Oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh. oh. Squirrel's nest. Burr. Oh, pine, out, on the ground. Oh, yeah. So, um, the, um, guy jumping out of a plane. The, uh, well, it's, no, so he's on, he's, well, I don't want to say anything. You want to play, you, I'll play it it's for you one be more a, time. A cartoon, right? No, it is not a cartoon. Mm-hmm. Hmm. There's the ground, it looks hard. Okay, trees, trees, I got to go. Oh, oh, the hogging. Ow, ow, squirrel's nest. Burr, burr, ow, ow, pine, ow, on the ground. Oh, yeah. I don't recognize that voice at all. Well, you wouldn't recognize the voice for sure because it's not a particular actor I'm looking for. It's a scene from a movie. Planes, trains, and automobiles. Great outdoors. Incorrect. Hot shots. You are correct. Wow. Way to go, Brando. It was the scene where... Yes, the first one. Where their dad died. Where dead meat has to eject and... 
lands in I, the trees. It was in the back of my head. I was like, to be sure she didn't pull that out, but obviously you did. Hey, I told you. Hashtag ageism. Hashtag ageism. <laughs> Austin said, of course, all the old farts side with Shirley. <laughs> Hey, uh, Austin, next. I'll show you an old fart. <laughs> Austin, who are you taking to the Sadie's dance hall? <laughs> <laughs> All right, next sound. Hungry, hungry hippos. Incorrect. A stapler. Nope. No. Nah. Let me try that one more time. Look at you sitting like me. <laughs> but it's too much. I mean, that sounds very familiar. I feel like I've done this or seen this or. Can you yes, do it one more time? Yes, this would be an actionable toy, if that makes any sense. Trouble. No. Look. Dominoes? No. I don't know. Brandon? It's an actionable toy. No, go ahead. The answer would be that's the sound of a Rubik's cube. Ah, uh-huh. they're going a lot faster than I used to. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> I moved slow enough not to make a sound. Okay. That's one of those speed. This is the speed. The speedsters. Okay. Yes. Okay, so we still are tied at one apiece. Here is your next sound. R.E.M. Tiny, happy people. Brandon, you are correct. Actually, I'm going to give you both a point because you did, Clip got R.E.M. First. That is the correct band. First. You got the name of the song. Okay. So one, both one, get one. a point. All right. Uh, games on a protest again. But all right. <laughs> did you, hold on. Did you know the name of the song? No. I wouldn't have got it. So you can't protest it. I already have. Well, get over it. All right. Next sound. Yeah. Boomerang. One more time. That is incorrect, by the way. Uh, air hockey. No. You sure? Um, yes, it is. <laughs> no, it's not. Uh, Days of Thunder. <laughs> <laughs> huh. What is that? Uh, pinball. No. Or what am I you thinking are of? Way off. Okay, never mind. I would like to use my phone a friend and ask Chandler. Play it again. If he gets this, there is no, there's just um. Oh, I, he acted like he knew it. That's why I went to him. No, I was. Is it two to two? Get out of here. Get his mic off. I can't because if I turn his mic off, I turn my mic off. Can you take his mic off and throw it in the trash? I'm trying to do one more. Damn it. All right, I don't know what it is. Do you have a guess? Is it two to two? It's two to two. Is it someone going in slow-mo? Incorrect. Play it again. What is it? No, don't play it again. Just tell us what it is. The answer is that is the sound that Hannibal Lecter makes after he says he's eaten a nice oh, Chianti. That was close with the, the, the wow. Yes, yeah. I'd like to eat your liver with a fun of a nice bottle of Chianti. Yes, and it just frightens Jodie Foster to death. So, yes. all right, all right. your score all right, is so two all. There's n- 
I know there is a way we could have come up with it, but well, I, I did it, not it, want to include the line because it's too much too, of a famous line. It would have been a dead no, giveaway. That's a good. That's a good one. That's a good one. Okay, here we go. Next one. And that is the night the lights went out in Designing Georgia. women. You are correct, Boom! sir. Designing women. You and Pam watched that one together. Ageism. <clears throat> that is the what? Steve Hill called in and said, Brandon, he wants to call in on Clip's behalf. Brandon said, tiny. No. So no, he, tiny. Said shiny, he said shiny, happy people. He said shiny? Yes. Hey, Steve, this isn't a PGA tour where you can call in from home and no. take points away. Unless it's Brandon. But, but he did say shiny. I know we're not really close, but don't do that to me. Even Chad Moore said, did wow. he say shiny or tiny? We might have to go to the tape. I, I'm Chad calling Moore. a review. Hey. <laughs> Steve, Steve Hill called in and said he said it, and then Chad, Chad Moore said, did he say shiny will, or tiny? I will check during the commercial break. <laughs> we're going to play one more sound, uh, and then we will go to commercial, and then I will double check, but I, I am fairly certain I heard him say shiny. Designing I'm getting women. screwed right here. I can see that. I don't remember, right, here we I go. Don't remember what I said. What's the score? I thought I heard shiny. Three to two clip. What? Yes. Three to two clip. All right, here we go. Here we're gonna play this sound. Then we'll take a quick break. How do you break. get to be called B Man and I'm Clip? This is protest number two. All right, go, Cheryl. Oh Jesus. Ten, nine, eight, seven, um, six, five. That's a countdown. Four, Kendrick three, Lamar. Two. <laughs> Sounds like a one. Injection, fellas. <laughs> what? He say injection, fellas? <laughs> yes, he did. It sounds like uh, dun, dun, dun. all my life I had to fight. Nope. But it's not. I will play it one more time. You know what I'm talking about, Jen? 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Injection, fellas. <laughs> all right. Barry White. Incorrect. Teddy Pendergrass. Incorrect. Uh, uh, Cooler than Freddie Jackson. Shaft, uh, Isaac Hayes. Nope. Uh, Somebody this decade. Soul Train. Nope. Uh, RuPaul. <laughs> no. I don't know. We're looking at the screen. Don't don't cheat. Brandon. I tell you what. No, I have no clue on this one. Okay. While I roll the bumper music, the qu- uh, the answer is that is a song by Boys to Men called Uh Ah. And it was off the Cooley High Harmony album way back in 1991. Ageism. I was sick. I, like I, I figured you should have known that. Song. I was sick. I, know I was in here yesterday when she recorded and I said, I, she said, I'm going to stump him with this one. Around that well, time, I was more appetite for destruction. And then. I said, Clip might actually get it. I think. I, yeah, I mean, because I had, you were a 90s R&B guy. I had Boys to Men CDs. That was their first one, I guess. No, that was their second one. Oh. Uh, all right, well. It's the same album that End of the Road came off of. I should have known it then. All right, that's on me. All right, to a break we go and to the uh, tape we go. We will go to, to uh-uh. we'll go to the videotape. After this, when we come I back really don't know what I said. on Pirate Radio Live and play another uh-huh. section of Name That Sound, we'll be back in four minutes.
You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Beauty Bar Metaspa. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Visit BeautyBarMetaspa.com to set up a free consultation. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. UBE has uh, is an ECU tradition for over 50 years, and you can shop online anytime at PirateWear.com. UBE has been biggest and best selection of ECU sportswear and accessories for pirates of all ages. Every day is game day at UBE. And yeah. welcome yeah. back to a Pirate Radio Live. As we are finishing out our round uh, of Name That Sound. And before we continue with the game, we do have a little bit of house cleaning to take care of. A video slash audio review was requested on an answer where Brandon, I thought he said shiny, happy, happy people, which is the correct answer for the song I was looking for. However, some listeners questioned that call, saying that he said tiny, happy people. And I'll play it for you right now. All right. Sure. R.E.M. Tiny, happy people. So he did actually, in fact, say tiny happy hey, people. Steve Hill, thanks for picking on somebody that stuttered a little bit there, Hoss. What it made me feel bad about myself. Hope you feel better about yourself. So Brandon <laughs> cool. has lost a point. So oh, your what score a what a shame. is now three stuttered, to Marcus. one. Three to one. All right, uh, Marcus Crandall's here. We're going to talk to Marcus in hour three, but uh, we'll go ahead and welcome you, Marcus. Welcome back, by the way. Good to see well, you. Well, thanks a lot, man. I appreciate it. We are uh, we're playing a game of name that sound. Shirley plays a sound and. Brandon and I, whoever can get it first, gets a point. So that's what we're oh. doing currently. All right. Were you a 90s R&B guy? Uh, yeah, that's my Shirley, that's my Shirley's group. been killing me. On, oh, oh Shirley's should, been killing me. Should I me play on that for him? Because I no, guarantee. Right, real quick. Ah. See if you know this. See if you know I'm who this is. I'm trying to forget all, right. all that. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, I'm just messing. This is good. All right. See, see, see if you recognize this one. All right. 10, 9, 8, 7, Six, five, boys and men. Yes. There it is. Right. There you go. Yeah, he, he, he's uh, a he man got of his it. word. He All right. It. So how many? What are we in round three? Um, we two. have. Uh, we're still in round two. Two more sounds in round two. Then we have a full round three. All right. Let's. All let's right. We're gonna speed it up. We're yeah. gonna go. All right. Here we go. Next sound. So now let's see. This is what I suggest. I suggest that we select the keg first. <laughs> Was that a Beverly Hills Cop three? The uh, French guy? Nope. Okay. Had the gun picking out. So now, let's see. This is what I suggest. I suggest that we select the keg first. Mm. I have no idea. No idea. Brandon? I said it, but I don't think it's Maybe you said I was wrong. I'm done. What, the Beverly Hills Be- cop yeah. one? Oh, you can yeah, take yeah. more than one guess. I know. That was my best guess. It sounded like the guy who was in uh, uh, The Perfect Strangers, that guy. <laughs> oh, I know who you're talking about, yeah. but no, Balky. that's not Balky. Some, Balky. Yeah. yeah, but something no, dealing with the wedding or something. I would think. Yes, uh, you're you're fairly close. All right, okay. He, it was it? the wedding planner from uh, Father of the Bride, played by Martin Short. Martin Short, because he kept mispronouncing cake, and Steve Martin could not understand <laughs> what he was saying. Question: did, In that song, did they have, in that movie did they have uh, "Say a Little Pray for You," or was that a different movie? Because I feel like my sister watched that all the time. Uh, it sounds familiar, but I'm not. Forever. I never. Anyway. I'm not sure. Moving anyway, on. Okay, next one. 3-1 right. is your score. Clip in the lead. All right. Last uh, sound for round two. 
Uh, ultimate Ultimate Warrior. Warrior. Mm. Clip got it. Clip, Clip got, got it because he, he jumped in first. I, I just wanted to start shaking. You are a man I'm, of integrity, Brandon. Clip Thank got you. it. He Because he said, oh, I mean, he, yeah. he was there. Yeah, he, he was already. I'm a little slow talking, man. I'm from the south. So. He got me right there. <laughs> Ultimate. That, God, I had the wrestling buddy. Jim Helwig, I believe is his real name. God, oh, that, man. that guy. That's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> that guy just came in like, I used to like somebody him, shot him out of a cannon. Just yeah. run through. It's like his hair's on fire. In the oh, universe, yeah. we. I love wrestling theme name that sound. That's good. All right. All right. Here you, we you'd go. Win me. You'd we me. are now in round three. Here we go. First sound. Calculator. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Good call. Good call. Brandon is a numbers guy. Farm Bureau of Insurance. Mm-hmm. You can give him a call. 531-1812 and uh, talk about your home, all flight, uh, home auto life insurance. And he can bundle all of that and he uses a calculator to add it all up. There you go. Yes, thank you. Good work, Brandon. <laughs> All right, next sound. Hello. Um, um, it's uh, don't say anything, Brandon. Um, <laughs> Wait a minute, what? Billy, Billy Crystal. <laughs> it's not like No, I got both of them. It's my damn point. You told me not to say anything. You knew I had it, but I had to because then you were gonna get the point. You gotta give me a chance. No. <laughs> I said the actor and the movie. I think he gave you plenty of time. Now. We need a buzzer. So if I buzz in, Bill, it's my time. Dang. But I said the movie and the actor. No, you did. You got it. You got it. You got it. Is there double points in this No. 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 But Man. sometimes they will protest because you just say the movie. It, yep. There's the rules. It's, it's not made up. But the thing is, right. is that okay. I'm looking for either the actor or yeah. the movie. Oh, no. I had Billy Crystal. No, I no, no. Take a city the, no, Bill, 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 I would Bill. have t- accepted either answer. Is I know. What I'm and I should have said that. But right. I was scared if I said that, Brandon would get the movie, but he had them both anyway. So, anyway. All right. Here we go. Next sound. Oh! It's not like Gus Johnson. Oh! Mm. Hit it again. Oh! <laughs> You're unbelievable. Oh. <laughs> yeah, nope. Oh, no. Although, great, great uh, idea there. Oh! Oh! Was that that Rob Demery guy who does like the stupid athletic one thing? You know what I'm talking about? Rob who? Or, uh, you know what I'm talking about, Clip? Nope. I've, the I stupid athletic thing? What do you mean? He, well, he'll like, you, you'll have a, it's like oh. the bad lip syncing guy, and he'll say, that guy just took one in the family jewels. Right. Oh! Andrew, nice play. You are correct, yes. sir. That was, okay. Boom. Good job. Oh, Brian, are you talking about Bob Mennery? Bob Mennery, that guy, yeah. Uh, okay. That guy's funny. You don't know who Bob Mennery is? I don't know. Andrew, I'm, I'm, Andrew. I'm winning this game right now. I'm focused on one thing. Jesus. You keep thinking about oh, yeah, Bob Mennery. <laughs> All right, next sound. I crap bigger than you. Hmm. Um. I've, tomb, uh, tombstone. Um, no. I've crap bigger than you. I crap bigger than you. <laughs> okay. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Man's like, wow. Wow. What have uh, you walked into? Huh? Man. I crap bigger than you. Um. I, I don't. Well, um. Deadwood. No. Sounds like an actor. I crap bigger than you. I guess it's some 80s movie or something. No, it's not an 80s movie. Brandon. No. Got anything? no. All right. We'll tap out. Uh, that would be Jack Palance, a.k.a. Curly from City Slickers. Oh. 
Wait, you did two city slickers? I, I was looking for Billy Crystal. That was the original answer, but then he yelled out city slickers. But it's so, from the same movie. It's the same movie, but I was actually looking for two different answers. Hmm. God. All right, moving on. All right. Here's your last sound of the round. You got a bonus sound coming up. What's the score? Uh, four to three. Excuse me. I'm sorry. Five to three clip. All right. Last sound for this round. Yeah. You are correct, sir. Hashtag ageism. You know what that is, Marcus? No. Carmen San Diego? No. no not a, okay. Where in the world is Carmen San Diego? It was like a game it. show for kids that taught like you a, geography. It and, started out as like a computer game. Yeah. It was like Oregon Trail and then Carmen San Diego. All right. Yeah. Now and you know. Side now note, I, know. I tried to get, by the way, that group's name is Rockapella. Tried to get Rockapella here for a uh, Relay, Relay for, for Life, Life event. Yeah, they were asking an astronomical amount of money. They haven't plus big, they hotel, haven't, plus airfare. I mean, what are they known for other than that? I, well, I don't know, but they were asking for like five grand a piece, plus hotel, <laughs> wow. plus food, They don't even play instruments. Airfare. They beep everything. I know. That's why I figured they'd be cheap. Yeah. All right. Here's your bonus sale worth a gazillion points. Can you answer the question? No. It is a trick question. Why is it a trick question? <laughs> Whoa. Question. Marissa Tomei. <laughs> I look. If there's a tie, then that was one. Plus 100 points. (laughs) All right. So your final is because I gave you both just a point. I didn't get 102. Seven to four was your final. Good game. Good comeback. One to one now. We got to have a rubber match. All right. I'll. I mean, rubber match? Rubber rubber match next Thursday. Brandon will not be here next Thursday. I'll check everything on that, but I'm thinking. Either way, we'll do it uh, in the coming weeks. All right, Uh, Brandon. I would like to know early next week, if possible, because I have a whole different set for when Chandler comes back. And if not, I've got you, Brandon. I've got you. You're back next week? If he can't come on the show. Brandon, uh, got Cincinnati in town this weekend. What do you want to see? What do you expect to see from the Pirates? I expect to see a sweep. Um, The the guys that are healthier are going to be right there. Um, Hoover's going to stay on a tear. Um, Reigning AAC Player of the Week, AMAC, is going to come back and have another uh, above 500 weekend, I think. And I think our pitching is going to just be too much for them. I don't. I don't think their their pitching depth uh, can compete with our hitters. So if we get their starter out early on Friday night, I think that's just their one main guy. I think we'll be okay. Game one Friday at six. Game two Saturday at four, and the finale Sunday one o'clock. Thanks for joining us, Brandon. Yeah, watch out for weather delays for Friday. Yep, we'll yeah. keep an eye. We don't talk on about that. the weather. No, that's right, Cliff. We don't do that. All right, let's take a break. When we return, we'll switch gears and talk some pirate football and more with ECU Hall of Famer Marcus Crandall and defensive coordinator of the Pirates, Blake Harrell. A lot of Pirate football talk and more coming up. Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. We're back with you after this.
You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Fifth Street Hardware Restaurant and Tap Room is your favorite place in downtown Greenville for lunch, dinner, or drinks with friends. They serve lunch and dinner Tuesday through Sunday, plus brunch starting at 1030 on Saturdays and Sundays. You can follow Fifth Street Hardware Restaurant and Tap Room on Instagram for the latest events and specials. Fifth Street Hardware, right beside the State Theater in Greenville. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All right, back with you here on a Thursday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Joining us inside the Pirate Radio studios, ECU Hall of Famer Marcus Crandall. Last time uh, the Cram Man was with us, he was waiting to get in and uh, since has been inducted to the Hall of Fame. We used to call you future Hall of Famer Marcus Crandall, now uh, official. But Marcus, it's great to have you back in, man, and uh, I'm really uh, looking forward to talking Pirate football with you. But Good to uh, good to see you again, man. Man, it's good to see you too, Clip. And uh, that that still haven't really sunk in too well yet, but um, but it sounds good though. It does. Good. Hall of Famer, uh, well sure. deserved and a little overdue, but it got done. So uh, we're all happy about that. So Marcus, kind of just I guess catch us up since uh, we last had you here on Pirate Radio. You you've done some media things, you've done some coaching, uh, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. So kind of catch us up on uh, what you've been up to, what you're man, doing now. I, I think the last time I was on, it was actually just before or right when covid was hitting mm-hmm. and uh we kind of uh stopped doing what we we're doing and a lot has happened since then of course uh, covid has uh decreased in our lives so to speak but it's still present uh but um after that time i took some time with myself i actually did some uh podcasting on my own had some of my former teammates on as well during that uh former coaches um and then uh, I'm still in the in the insurance business. I've uh, been doing that since I've been here as well, since 2018, 2018. And, um, and then also since then, I actually coached at Livingstone College, yeah. which is not far from, well, it is far, but it's not that, that far. Yeah. Uh, in Salisbury, North Carolina, this was uh, just last year, so 2022. So uh, are you, you you're out of coaching currently, but are you still, I mean, potentially coaching, training? Is that still in the blood? Man, it's always going to be there. Right. It, yeah. it is. I mean, uh, sports is my foundation of who I am pretty much, right, as far as, uh, as, as, far as a person, right? But, uh, you know, my foundation overall as a, as a person is, is the faith and all of that. But um, it's, you know, I grew up playing sports. It's been my life, so to speak, and um, done some other things. But... Um, it's always there, and so that's why I'm here as well, right? Just yeah. Kind of keep keep present and and uh, stay focused on you know the little things that uh, help us kind of stay fresh in the, in the sporting world. Well, just to kind of we'll we'll fill in the gaps from when you were last here. Since you've been last here, East Carolina won a bowl game. That's right. Uh, and you've seen this program continue a. I would think an upward trajectory, right? So uh, yeah. what are your thoughts right now on ECU football as we sit here in the offseason for 2023? You know, Mike has done an outstanding job, man, since he's come here in, um, I think, 2018, 2017. Um, <clears throat> and he's he's built this program and, and um, really instilled some great um, – uh, just, just characteristics of of the guys that you see on the field. He, he instilled some great um, things in them as, as far as who they are, 
how they play on the field and uh, how they represent themselves off, off the field as well and represent the, the Pirates off the field. But uh, as far as those guys are concerned, man, I think um, overall the coaching staff, the players, they really kind of bought in to you know, put in the hard work, uh, and then that's going to pay off in the end. And, and that's what we saw this past year as far as them winning the bowl game finally and uh they won that bowl game had a good year and it was it was the year that it was all going to come together for ecu and man they left a couple wins out there with some field goals here extra points there but still a solid year now the pirates had one of the when it comes to returning players last year marcus one of the highest numbers uh in college football this year it's the opposite and we'll mm-hmm. look at some numbers from last year hold nailers over 3700 yards passing 28 touchdowns five interceptions he's gone uh running the football keaton mitchell uh 1452 yards 14 touchdowns uh he is gone receivers isaiah winstead huge transfer for ecu thousand yard season cj johnson thousand yard season your fourth leading receiver ryan jones and keaton mitchell was your uh was your fourth ryan jones third all of them are gone so that's your passing your running your catching and it's just a lot of production to make up for so uh you've got some holes there the good news is as you've said mike houston has brought in um it's not just the team it's a program right that's it what is. he's trying to do that's right and boy we're going to see how he's been able to to bring in guys this year because you are replacing a ton of production from last year you know what all those coaches man mike houston uh those guys are going to get there uh they're going to make what and they're going to earn what they right. get this year i think um in regards of replacing those guys and really um coming back and, and proving again that they can do it right as far as their system is concerned in regards to coaching and their beliefs and all those things um losing a, those amount of guys man that's the toughest part of of sports of athletics is replacing the people that leave right and you see it more often now because of the transfer portal yeah uh it happens a lot uh in season <laughs> off season uh and those things are the are, are what they have to you know that's what they get paid the big bucks for right is to handle those kind of situations uh you find the guys that are going to replace uh the ones who left and uh, I think from what I've seen, they've done a pretty good job of bringing guys in so far. Uh, Marcus, what are your thoughts on Holden Aylers as far as a professional quarterback? And you, uh, people know your name north of the border for what you did uh, in the CFL and uh, had a tremendous career there and a great cup champion. Uh, there's that. There's, of course, uh, the USFL, the XFL. But Holden has his eyes on the NFL. And what he's done since leaving East Carolina – has really, I think, put a foot in the door for him to the NFL because he's been the MVP of two All-Star games. Right. Uh, he's gone to the the passing clinics, worked with the best of the best. Uh, he was a counselor at the Manning Passing Academy. So anytime you can be around Peyton and Eli, you'll take Absolutely. that, right? Absolutely. So he has really improved his stock, had a great pro day out here a few weeks ago at ECU. And now it's starting to feel kind of real that, you know, if not drafted, uh, he's going to get a shot somewhere, somehow. Uh, what do you think about his chances there in the NFL? You know, I think um, it's going to be a team that really kind of buys into his his play, his style of play. Uh, he's a, uh, a very accurate passer for the most part. Um, he runs the ball well, and he's big and he's strong, man. So I think those physical t- – um, those uh, those physical attributes, I think they're going to help out as far as uh, his stock is concerned in, in the NFL uh, to enough to give 
somebody the the notion to take a chance on them. Marcus, why? What did teams say to you, or did, why did your game not translate to the NFL? Amazing college career, amazing in Canada. I mean, should you have gotten more of a shot? You think? I'm sure you do feel that way, probably. But oh, of course, we always feel that way. Yeah, we and it's pr- and you're way. probably right on that. But like, what did what did you not have? They were looking for. Well, I mean, uh, there there is a lot. I mean, for me, it was um, I I got injured quite a bit. All right, so really only played two and a half seasons for East Carolina, right? And, um, and then getting hurt my senior year, so I didn't finish off the year, uh, finish off my career in the in the right way, so right. to speak, as far as being on the field and, and leading my team to the to another bowl game, which we didn't get, but um, we were hoping to get to, but uh, we we didn't get to the bowl game, and then. Uh, mainly probably because I wasn't going to be playing. Who who knows? But um, I just wasn't able to finish off my career on a healthy note, right. so to speak. And then that kind of deterred people from uh, taking a chance on myself. That makes so sense. I understand. Yeah, get you behind the eight and, ball. And they start looking at other guys. Right, and, right. And yeah. then that, I was at the time where where I was under six feet. Mm-hmm. Right, and so those my prototype wasn't. Um, fit for the NFL at that time. Right. They would start kind of starting to uh, get over that threshold. That's a good point. So to speak. You look at the uh, guys about to go one and two in the draft now, uh, Stroud and especially Bryce Young. Bryce Young uh, and and now, if you're good, we don't care really how tall you are, right? That's right. As long as you make plays and help our team win. Yeah. All right. So uh, talk on the whole Nailers, former quarterback. What about the quarterbacks coming up? Yesterday I talked to Donnie Kirkpatrick. I want to play a little bit of uh, this part of the interview, Marcus, because Mason Garcia has kind of been anointed the starting quarterback, but Alex Flynn has had a tremendous spring and had a better spring game than Mason did. So where do we sit depth chart-wise right now? I wanted to, to ask Donnie Kirkpatrick that and get his response, and uh, and I want to hear what you have to say after. But here's what Donnie had to say yesterday when we talked to him. Donnie. Donnie Kirkpatrick joining us. Let's talk about these quarterbacks on the roster, Coach. And, you know, everybody wants to know who, who the starters are, who the depth chart, what's the depth chart even as we sit here in April. So as you look at it now, you know, is Mason Garcia the starter uh, this fall when East Carolina takes the field? Is there a battle between him and Alex Flynn? And, and Mike Houston said you guys are going to bring in another quarterback from the portal. Uh, can you give us any insight on that situation with the QB room? Yeah, you know, I don't, I don't. As coaches, we don't really sit around and, and talk much about, you know, who are the first eleven, you know, or, or stuff like that. We talk more probably in terms of who is at the level right now that's good enough to play on Saturdays and give our team a chance to win. So we never really see it as maybe just eleven guys or just one guy at a position because we know you're always one play away from having to play the next guy anyhow. We're always just trying to get as many guys, what we call above the line, or in that, you know, one one a type thing. And so I know quarterback's a little different because you don't normally play more than, than one quarterback. Like, you, you know, you play six, seven wide receivers. You'd like to play seven, eight, nine offensive linemen. There are other positions you even play more of those guys. But the quarterback, it, it's usually one more guy, and I know that's always the excitement about who's going to be the starting quarterback. Uh, I think that we have two guys right now that are good enough to lead our team uh, on Saturday and, and go win. Raheem's going to be there. He's a high school senior right now, and right now he's thinking about going back to Spartanburg and going to the prom and, and doing some things like that. So we don't feel like he's ready right now. We're glad he came early. It will put him way ahead 
But, you know, at the level we want to play at, we're not going to throw that on him. We don't think that's that's where he's at. But Mason, obviously, has waited his turn. been very loyal to the program. He's had a lot of people try to tell him what he needs to do, and he's, he's ignored all that and done what's best for him. And he had a good spring. He really did. Um, he had really three good scrimmages and, 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 and worked through that. He's really, really improved, I think, in all his aspects especially his, his leadership and his commitment to being better. Uh, I know a lot of people are thinking how did Alex Flynn all of a sudden just appear, which he really did not. Alex was, was really trending last year. It's just, like you say, you don't usually play more than one quarterback. And Hope's one of those guys that, you know, his, his best ability was his availability and his durability. He just, though he was banged up, he never came out of the game. He never really told anybody till Sunday that his shoulder came out of place or that he was hurt. So we didn't get guys in much, but he was really practicing well. So I wasn't shocked that he came out with an opportunity to get more reps. He, he let it up. Uh, especially, I know the more people got to see the spring game than they did the other scrimmages. He was, he was the difference in the game. Uh, so I do think we have a battle, but I always think you have a battle because – if you don't perform, you know, you're always going to have to put the other guy in. So, again, I, I want two. I want three quarterbacks that are good enough. Uh, fortunately, in our offense, the quarterbacks over the years have not gotten hurt very much. Donnie Kirkpatrick uh, there and, and went on to talk a little more, but kind of the, the basis of what I wanted to talk with you about, Marcus. So, didn't there's a couple ways you can look at this like hey great we got two guys that can go out and win but the way he talks it makes it sound like there's not one ahead of the other and it was kind of billed as mason garcia is the guy here and it's going to be his team well now alex flynn has come along and competition's great you can speak to that right Uh, absolutely you want to have that but there's also another way to look at it does it make you nervous that, that we haven't had a guy take over the reins as the starter you know what i'm saying yeah i to speak from both of them all right so, yeah so first things first let's see uh there's not one person that's kind of stepped up all right so mason garcia has, has been the guy so to speak that uh over the past couple of years that we've been talking about uh people around town have been talking about as far as giving him an opportunity to step in and play even mm-hmm during the season towards the end of the year last year, right? That 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 uh, I think that was a possibility yeah. or yeah. it was talked about at least. And so for Mason, um, I say this because I was in a position, we were in a position where when it was a long time ago, of course, but we always kind of reflect on the things that we know, right? And so um, Mike Anderson had left. Uh, it was me, Chris Hester, Perez Madison, uh, Danny Gonzalez, and Sean, uh, sorry, uh, Scott Richardson. Scott Richards, all right? And so um, we didn't really have a player that's going to step up and play the quarterback position. And so my mentality was it was my job. That was my mentality. Mm-hmm. And for those guys, uh, they had the same mentality as well. Sure. Right? And so we made it a great competition amongst each other, right? And we were very close-knit. We still were friends off the field and all of that. We helped each other out uh, for the betterment of the team. And so from that standpoint, first of all, uh, Mason has to s- step up and say, hey, this is uh, people look at me as the number one guy. I'm going to take this job and run with it, right? And then Flynn has to look at it and say, hey, 
I think that's my job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. And neither so, one's so, wrong I'm, right I'm, now. So. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Right. <laughs> and so, um, but from a from our standpoint, as far as we don't really have a guy, uh, she would be worried because neither one of them had the experience. Uh, it is a little bit scary. Yeah. I mean, come, going into that situation, it's, it's natural. Um, but um, I think uh, overall, I think they're going to do an outstanding job of getting someone ready and someone is going to step up and make them. Well, one of these guys, Mason Garcia, perhaps, uh, is going to get that start. And what's it like, Marcus, to, all right, I won the job. Now it's mine. How, you're looking over the shoulder like, man, I can't make a mistake. Did you ever have those? Like, when did you learn to, all right, I can't think like that. I got to just yeah. go out and plug. Yeah, you, you can't You can't think like that. Yeah. You have to say, if, if this is my position, this is my job. As a quarterback, uh, people are going to be looking at you, at, you know, with a fine coat, uh, fine tooth comb. And everything you do is going to be looked at from a leadership standpoint. And so you have to take that job and, and run with it that way. Uh, you have to be confident in everything you do. You can't look over your shoulder uh, and think about your mistakes that because they're going to be made, right? Mistakes are going to be made because you're young and you're growing into the system. Uh, and so uh, each player is going to make those mistakes. And uh, they just have to be confident in, enough to overcome those mistakes. Yeah, and that's one thing about Ehlers, too. Look, he had good games, he had bad games, but never cared what anybody outside of the program said, outside of his coaches, his inner circle, because he got praised a ton, but he also got lit up, and, and people did. wanted him out of here. And, that's right. And you just got to ignore that. And Marcus, I guess one benefit playing back when you played is uh you didn't have social media and everything because <laughs> even if you don't look at it and you don't have it your friends see it and they're like marcus you see what this guy said right. you know what i'm saying so yeah, i know what you're saying that is out there for all these guys right now it's it's got to be tough for them yeah i mean it's uh we had the newspaper clipping right? that was, <laughs> that was <laughs> that it was about it but the uh, social media everybody in the world sees it now right and so um, I, I remember this when I actually social media was becoming more of a, a deal, so to speak, Twitter. Um, when I was coaching my first year at Saskatchewan uh, with the Rough Riders, and uh, one of the guys that um, was a starter was Darian Durant, and he was North Carolina. Yeah, there you go, absolutely. Yeah. And so I did something with Darian, and um, and I think it helped a little bit because I think he was looking at the papers and all those kind of things, and he was kind of struggling a little bit. And I, I had a little sit down with him, said, "Hey, man, don't don't read those new pa- newspaper clippings, man. Uh, people are going to say what they're going to say. Um, believe what they believe. Everybody's entitled to an opinion. That's that's fans, right? That's fans and coaches actually. So everybody's entitled to their opinion, but you can't control what you do out there on the field. And so for you." You have to kind of remove those things as much as possible and focus on what you have to do. Yeah, and again, like the only opinions that truly matter are the ones in the building. Absolutely, Absolutely, man. It doesn't matter what Joe says out there. It matters what Coach Crandall says. So, uh, uh, Darren Durant, that's a name from the past. Uh, I believe, didn't they, uh, they had a two QB system, him and Curry at North Carolina. Ronald Curry. Ronald Curry. Yeah, that's back right. then. It was absolutely. a two way guy. That's pretty good. Remember that? I know a few yeah, things, yes, Marcus. Yes, that, absolutely. In fact, I all, I, all I know is the sports, and I couldn't tell you <laughs> what else I was doing that year, but I know all the players and games and scores and all that mess. That's awesome. All right, let's, uh, let's get a break in. We'll come back. We'll talk some defense here from defensive coordinator Blake Harrell. Uh, will join us on the Pirate Radio Live line. We'll get a spring recap on that. More with Marcus Crandall and a giveaway when we return. Pirate Radio Live after this. 
You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back at the Appliances Superstore. They make buying appliances easy. Just that simple. At the Appliances Superstore, they have the largest selection of in-stock appliances in East North Carolina, which helps their customers save money every day. They offer a 12-month warranty on every appliance, plus they will deliver and set up your new appliances and remove your old ones. The Appliances Superstore, off 264, behind the new DMV, or you can shop online at appliancessuperstore.com. Remember, we make buying appliances easy at the Appliances Superstore. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live. We were talking about it off the air with Marcus and talk about it on the air now. Um, We talked about the player changes, Marcus, but coaching changes as well. And Donnie Kirkpatrick talked about it yesterday right before the first spring practice got a call that one of his coaches was leaving and that was um, Chandler, our running backs coach, Chris Foster. Uh, where did he end up going? North uh, Big Ten? Yeah, Northwestern. 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 That was uh, right when uh, spring practice was beginning, Marcus. And then he said, uh, the, after the first practice, got another call, Latrell Scott, who was an offensive coach, heading up to Maryland uh, to be a coach. And this was kind of, and that's late in the game, right? Yeah. Um, that's uh, NFL trickle-down effect, where NFL co- uh, teams were making moves late and you know the domino effect after that Mm -hmm. so lost those guys um on the offensive side uh defensively uh you still have blake carroll trip weaver um jules montaner was the is a new coach he is a cornerbacks coach on the defensive side and uh, everything else stayed pat over there also uh steve shankweiler stepping away and, and into a new role um and let's see if it has his role up here it's uh something with high school relations but he is still out there uh in good spirits i actually saw him at the dale murphy event we had his wife was a big braves fan oh so i went out to see dale murphy and talked to coach shank uh who seems to be in a good mood and still around the football team but alan mogridge the new offensive line coach so mike houston and the coordinators intact but um a lot of a lot of coach movement donnie kirkpatrick said that made for uh a difficult spring at the beginning but things kind of you know all come together towards the end yeah i mean because um when it all boils down to it is really the offensive coordinator the defensive coordinator is their vision so to speak and everybody everybody else has to buy into their system so to speak and then those two buying into or those three actually so special teams as well buying into uh coach mike uh, houston's uh vision uh, so when it's a um, an assistant coach of you know the running backs and whomever else, uh, those guys are able to filter in a mm-hmm. little bit better than say an offensive coordinator or a defensive sure. coordinator, special teams, all right? And so it, it takes a little bit more time to fill those spots and everybody to get on the same page. Remember, uh, Washington drafted Jason Campbell out of Auburn, and the story was he had 
different multiple offensive coordinators in college and washington was such an unstable place he had multiple coordinators and coaches and and that stunted his growth i don't know maybe a good an elite quarterback could overcome that but that was part of the reason he never really made it in the nfl i think just new coaches every single year do you remember uh, your time at ecu uh, same head coach with Steve Logan. Yeah. Um, how about coordinators? Was it the same we've, for you? We've or? had multiple coordinators. Yeah. Um, did Todd, it Todd mess Barry, with you at all? Doug Martin. Oh, yeah. Um, some good names you there, know what? by the way. We, because we kept the same system yeah. um, and changed little bits and pieces here and there overall. But Plus, uh, Logan was such a quarterback guy yeah, anyway, right? right? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So yeah. as long as so he was made, there. made that better, for yeah. sure. Um, one day, Marcus, I'm gonna have nothing planned. You're just gonna tell Steve Logan stories oh, for now, <laughs> <laughs> and, and how a guy, which I, I don't know, yep. he could probably relate to you a little bit. He's uh, but just uh, an interesting guy. Is that fair very, to say? Very, very interesting <laughs> and very man, uh, very respect, well respected. I should say, yeah, uh, from our teams um, as far as the players, coaches everybody outside of football he, he's well respected no and so, but uh but he's different and that's that's, <laughs> that's just him yep all right let's uh speaking of coaches let's talk to one right now as blake harold ecu defensive coordinator joins us on the pirate radio live line to recap spring football and look at the defensive side coach uh, appreciate your time how you doing today always good clip appreciate you having me on yes sir thank you and coach what's it like wrapping up the spring what is the the focus now for you and these ecu football coaches now that the you kind of got rid of that portion of the calendar year what's next for you guys what are you up to now well first of all it was just a really good spring for us and just uh you know really enjoy being around the guys a group of guys are hungry and came to work every day and, and look forward to getting better and and i uh, got through the spring and i thought we did that and you know, the biggest thing you also want to come out of spring is healthy, and I think we did that as well. And uh, now just kind of doing a little self-evaluating for about a, a few days here before we hit the, the road spring recruiting. Coach, uh, just looking at Mike Houston throughout the spring at his press conferences, at the post-practice uh, media skirmishes, things like that, not that he's ever been subdued, but I don't know, you could kind of see some concern in areas uh, here and there. This spring, he seemed more upbeat than I've ever seen him before. Well, well, he seems to, to really like what he's got with this team right now. Is that the reason uh, we saw a lot of smiles from Coach Houston? And, and how about from your perspective, a lot of smiles from you uh, this spring? Yeah, I, I think that's possible. I think, uh, you know, obviously we got a, a long ways to go before we play in September and, and go to Michigan and, and getting ready for the 23 season. But I think, you know, it, sometimes you feed off each other, and right now maybe that's fe- us feeding off our players a little bit and, and the energy they bring into the building every day and just uh, how they're willing to attack every day and just wanting to learn and wanting to get better and, and absorb everything they can as far as student athletes and, and really striving to be the best. So. That, that's, uh, you know, certainly contagious and makes you, you know, enjoy enjoy your uh, what you do every day and, and going out there and seeing those guys perform, it, it certainly puts a smile on your face. Coach, we saw some movement on the, the coaching side of things, especially on the offensive side of the ball. We'll talk about that with Donnie Kirkpatrick. Uh, Jules Montaner in as the defensive pass game coordinator, cornerbacks coach, but uh, yourself, Tim Doust, um, Trip Weaver back on that defensive side. So not much turnover on your side of the ball. How, how's that continuity with you guys and also uh, bringing in Coach Montaner? Yeah, not, not only uh, for me and our defensive staff, but just for our players having a lot of it same coaches in the room and, and similar support staff in the room and guys they can go to and they, they have trust in and 
already know their coaching style, teaching styles, and how they're going to do things. Uh, so a lot of familiarity there. And, and Coach Jules has is, is, um, been really, really positive bonus for us, just adding on to that and bringing his personality and, and bringing an edge to the corners room there. So just really excited to have him aboard as well. Blake Harrell joining us, recapping the spring here on Pirate Radio Live. Coach, can you, you give us some players that stood out? Let's start with the, the defensive line. We'll kind of go through the, the positions real quick. But who uh, stood out for you? Who were your leaders this spring on the D-line? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, the spring is always you kind of moving guys around and, and seeing exactly what you have and maybe your best fit and best combination and, and how much guys have grown from last fall. Um, you know, not maybe not physically, but just, uh, what could, you know, they can handle or how they've improved their skill set, so to speak. And I thought one guy that did that was J.D. Lampley. Uh, he played entirely for some of the spring, played on the edge some of some of the spring for us. And, you know, I think we, we've talked about him before, and he had a really good uh, fall. But just I think in the spring you see him uh, being a really good player for us and maybe one of our better 11 that could, should be on the field a lot. Uh, so he's one that kind of stood out up front. I think, uh, you know, Jeremy Lewis, uh, missed a little bit of the spring, just to, just trying to get rehab and get some things back to full speed for him. But I think, you know, at the outside backer position, Jack Powers, who we always talk about, had a really good spring. But uh, the, kind of a new, newcomer out there is Sam Danka, who has been around the program for about a year. But uh, just his development is finally starting to show, show out there and pay off. Talking to Blake Carroll and and real quick on Lampley, coach uh, the the story for ECU football over the years and and for decades is you bring in a guy that you think has potential that has a frame that you just gotta kind of build on. He he came in with a a build, didn't he? I mean, he is a big kid and and is only gonna get bigger and better. But you get a guy of his size in here like that, you can work with somebody like that, right? No doubt. Not, not only his size, but just the way he moves his feet and his athleticism. He's got a lot of tools that you know, we can take and, and take to the grass and help us be successful. Uh, big year and, and a big spot for these linebackers to step up, Coach, and with the absence of a guy like Miles Berry and Xavier Smith that j- had just played so much football here for East Carolina and, and brought in an old uh, transfer to play last year as well, too, at that inside spot. So who are your uh, linebackers you're looking to not just step up on the field but maybe step up in the locker room as well? Who are some of those guys? Yeah, that's exactly right. For the last couple of years, it's been the same names over and over and seeing the same guys on the field. But uh, I think the guy that's been behind all those guys and, and kind of waited his turn, so to speak, and really earned it Earned it is uh, Taylor Jackson. And he had a really good spring at just taking over and kind of being the field general out there. He's a, a third-year a third year player in the program, got two years left to play. Uh, but just an, an older guy that came in with a lot of those D linemen that you know fits really well in our defense, fits really well within our scheme and, and just really excited about him. Mike Edwards has been in uh, last summer and we played at some at Sandbacker, some at Wheelbacker in, in the fall, mostly special teams though. But this uh this spring just caught a lot of eyes and turned a lot of heads and um, you know, is a guy that I think we can depend on there. And then outside, um, you know, Kingston McKenzie continues to be solid for the first time he's probably had a, a full uh, five, six weeks of, of being healthy and put that together, and you can see where you can count on him. And Rod Rod Dilworth is also another guy out there that just his athleticism and bringing him off the edge and doing different things with him just allows you to be multiple out there. Coach, at the cornerback position, you've got names that ha- have been around but just haven't got a lot of playing time. So another position there where guys are going to have to step up. Who are your corners uh, that you like this spring? Yeah, we're going to have two, two new corners, at, uh, two new starting corners. 
this uh, fall, and I think one that you guys probably saw in the bowl game a little bit that we're really excited about, and I think we we'll all know by uh, after a couple games is Siobhan Revel, number 28, just a, uh, a long athletic kid uh, from Winston-Salem, uh, went the Lewisburg you know, junior college route and, and ended up here. And, you know, he has the ability to, to get up in your face and press a man and can run and cover down the field. He can support the run. So just really excited about him. Um, Isaiah Brown Murray's done a nice, nice job on the other side. Uh, he's a kid that's got a high football IQ, good change of direction, good, you know, and just doing a really good job out there uh, and everything we've asked him to do. And he's been around for over a year now, so he's kind of familiar with the, the defense and, and feeling comfortable. Uh, Tymere Brown, a newcomer out of, uh, you know, transfer from North, from North Carolina, who's from Jacksonville, uh, did a nice job this spring, showed some flashes. So I think we got some tools out there, and we'll keep developing, bringing guys in. Uh, but really excited what we have on campus right now. Yeah, and good to see some familiar names at safety, uh, Coach, with Tegan Wilk and uh, with Julius Wood. And I think you kind of mentioned this maybe with linebackers, but that uh, that kind of gyra stringer uh, spot as well, uh, playing a linebacker slash safety. So how about your your safeties? And uh, you, you got some guys you're comfortable with there, I know. Yeah, no doubt. That's one of the areas on defense. You know, up front, our front four, and then our back two safeties. Yeah. guys safeties. <laughs> You feel really good about and it's kind of guys that play a lot of ball and returning. And Tegan Wilk, uh, you know, we always talk about him, him each and every week. And, and Julius Wood, I think, is one of the better safeties in the conference. And just really excited about them running our defense. And, and that's where you want to, you know, when you talk about being wanting to be really good defensively, you want to be good up the middle. And we, we're good up front. And we're good in the back. And as far as guys returning that have played snaps for us and, and you feel really comfortable with. So, you know, they when you when you bring up something, they they remember it, they can recall it, and uh, those experiences help them. You know, get the best ball out of them. Play Carroll joining us. Coach Mike Houston said on the Brian Bailey show earlier this week they will add a quarterback from the transfer portal. Have you? I'm sure you've had these discussions. Are you looking to add anything via the portal uh, this post spring to help you out defensively? What position groups, if any, are you looking at? Yeah, we're, we're really excited about our football team defensively. I, I think we have a, a a great group of core guys and guys that I think we can go win games with and, and are fun to coach and compete with. And um, you know, just looking forward moving moving forward with these guys and uh, and seeing what they can do. Um, at the same time, you know, if, if there was a guy to pop up that met our needs um, and we had something available, I think we'd certainly be open to that and checking things. You know, checking. Uh, exploring that opportunity but you know right now just really excited about the guys we have within our program coach you're always evolving uh adding new stuff fine-tuning what you do but uh how do you go about that during the off season are you i'm sure you're talking to other coaches you're reading you're looking at tapes how, how do you kind of come up with new stuff evolve uh where does that come from and does that start implementing in the spring or does that come in fall camp uh, tell us about that yeah, it never stops, right? You're always kind of exploring new opportunities um, or new approaches to how you do things, how you teach the game, how you install your, your, your stuff, or how you want to maybe take something someone else is doing and, and kind of incorporate it with what you already do. Um, so some of that, you know, you might sprinkle a little bit in the spring, sprinkle a little bit in the summer, and, and then some in the fall or during the season. You just kind of, you got to find what the right balance is for you and your football team and we also know that each and every team is different. Maybe last year's team, um, you know, maybe they wasn't as big a pressure as a team two years ago. Maybe this year will be more of a pressure team because maybe we got better blitzers this year, better you know, better cover guys or whatever it may be. So each and every year you're going to have different football teams. 
Uh, with the NFL, you look at those guys, and they pretty much have the same talent across the board from year in, year out. Uh, maybe they have a, a guy or two change. Uh, and at the, at the college level right now, you're going to have, you know, 10 to 15 new faces out there on the grass for you every year. You know, we played um, 20 to 25 guys each game defensively the last couple of years. And, uh, you know, we've lost about half of those uh, this past year. And I think even though we get a lot of guys coming back, we got to find exactly what our identity is defensively, what we do well, and kind of go from there. Coach, back-to-back bowl trips. Uh, you won the only bowl you competed in uh, out of those two. Didn't get to play in one of them. Uh, it sounds like that momentum is certainly happening inside the building with the, the the high spirits we talked about during spring from Mike Houston, yourself, and the players. I know it's got to affect recruiting as well. So uh, what's, what's that like, Coach? Is it like, hey, we expect to win now. You come here, we're going to win football games. And you got something to prove that with that bowl victory, right? Yeah, yeah, right. When I when I worked in the, walked in the building in 2020, um, just before the pandemic took over, it was a lot different vibe back then. And now the the expectations within our locker room is as we expect to win, we expect to go compete, and, and be able to win every game on our schedule. And that's the approach and mindset they take. And you don't want them to take it any different. Um, but at the same time, they know they got to go earn that each and every week too, and um, put the work in to do that. But the the confidence they have. If they can go be successful, it is a lot better than what it was when I walked here in 2020. You know, um, that was a total different mindset. So now the expectation is they've raised the bar, and we got to make sure we're working every day to meet that expectation. Yeah, it never stops. Uh, Blake Harrell joining us. Hopefully, uh, Coach, you have time. Maybe catch a Braves game this summer if you get one day off. You think you can make that? <laughs> Maybe a, a free free uh, weekend or something. We watch the Braves. Tell me about the uh, – I keep seeing it on Twitter. I guess the, the fans are already want to get rid of somebody. <laughs> uh, who do we want to get rid of? I, I don't know. Who who do we want to get rid of? We just lost three in a row before last night. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I, I don't know which player it was that they wanted to get rid of, but they're already ready to ship somebody out for a <laughs> trade for a bat boy or something. I, I, saw, <laughs> I saw it on social media. Yeah, and that's, that's just how fans are sometimes. Yeah. We love passionate fans as coaches, though. Like that—that's the—that's the beauty of it. You know, there's a lot of Braves fans out there that are passionate, and I'm sure the Braves and their organization are excited. They're passionate, and uh, when they when they get back on track and get those. Uh, 20 game win streak they'll be passionate as well hey we see it right here coach with cliff godwin's team you got a team that goes to a regional and a super regional every year and we're ready to change out their whole lineup after every game so it's <laughs> the way it goes that's right coach uh appreciate you joining us man uh keep up the great work over there we'll catch up with you when we get later to our uh, real football later on this season sounds great cliff i appreciate you blake harrell joining us on the pirate radio live line looking over the defense from this spring and marcus crandall uh, back here in studio and marcus uh up front a lot of known names and faces and the two safeties i have played a lot of football here at ecu kind of in between that and on the outside uh guys are gonna have to earn their spots so you can tell just talking to him he feels very comfortable about the front and the back end and he's got to work out the middle right now yeah yeah absolutely i mean uh defense is the people always say defense is the easiest to kind of get going in a season so to speak because they just line up and, and run sure but it, but it's a little bit more than that actually so i mean coach talked about the blitzing uh parts and all those things uh who's going to be that person if there is a person so trying to figure out those things is going to be key as well like who's going to fit where in his system and uh that's always a, a, a you know an ongoing 
situation as far as uh, defense is concerned that people really don't think about as far as, you know, defensive guys are smart too, you know, for, <laughs> for the most part, right? And so, um, and and they don't just line up and run. They, they have responsibilities and things like that. And uh, if they mess up, coaches know. And if you see a receiver running free, it's usually not because the receiver just ran past the guys because somebody didn't know their assignment. It, it's it's, men, it's assignment. mental and not physical. Right? And communication. Right? Yeah, right. Communication is it plays a big part in that as well as far as defense. And and uh, you get those good leaders that really communicate well as far as what you're supposed to be doing and the defense you're supposed to be in, and it makes it a lot better. I mentioned a couple of names there. Ra-Ra Dilworth, which is fun to say, a guy named Ra-Ra yeah, on the roster, right. and uh, Tamir Brown two transfers from north carolina the transfer portal certainly taketh away but it giveth as well we just saw that this week in basketball marcus bobby pettiford uh coming here which i'm fired up about guy that ec recruited hard coming out of high school and and he acknowledged man ec recruited but if you can end up in kansas you probably want to take that shot but he's coming back here to ecu a couple of north carolina guys coming here to ecu so it's 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 a good thing it's a bad thing it can go both ways but just don't burn any bridges right if you recruit a kid he doesn't come here you still got a second chance at him and we're, we're seeing examples of that right oh now. absolutely it's all about relationships and keeping those relationships uh stable and and ongoing for the most part and uh you just never know from one year to the next or <laughs> from a half a year to the next so to speak in yeah. regards to a guy just changing his mind and want to go somewhere else or come back to where you started off all right let's uh get a break in as we do surely we need to open up the booty bag make somebody a winner booty 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 everywhere booty 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 everywhere all right the booty bag is open what are we giving away on this thursday uh lunch for two at tiebreakers lunch for two at tiebreakers can be yours if your caller number seven caller seven three one seven twelve fifty we're back with more marcus crandall on a thursday edition of pirate radio live after this You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Uh, Brown and Wood is your home of the best selection of GMC, Cadillac, Buick, and Mazda in eastern North Carolina since 1937. Shop their entire inventory online at brownandwoodauto.com or visit them on Greenville Boulevard. Uh, Brown and Wood, Greenville's number one dealership and the home of the Lifetime Powertrain Warranty. And congratulations to Caleb Stahl of Greenville. Picked up lunch for two at Tiebreakers. Tiebreakers is open every day at 11 a.m. and is the best place to watch your favorite sports while enjoying the best wings in town along with sandwiches, appetizers, cold beer, and more. Follow Tiebreakers on Facebook and Instagram for daily updates. Tiebreakers in Greenville at Bells Fork and in downtown Winterville on Railroad Street. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. All right, taking a look at the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Dub Buck. Dub Buck. Uh, how about this, Marcus? Tampa Bay Rays win today, nine to three. They are thirteen and zero. First thirteen and zero start since nineteen. I think it was. There was 80... a team in the eighteen hundreds that started like oh. twenty two and zero. <laughs> wow. Well, no, what no, was no, that no, graphic, no. Shirley? I, I was, see if... yeah, I was looking at that graphic earlier. There were there are three teams that started off. Um, I want to see if thirteen and zero. One was in nineteen eighty two. 
Oh, am I supposed to try to name them? Mm-hmm. Uh, 82. <clears throat> I saw one team. Uh, who's good in the 80? The Reds. I don't know. No. 82. The 82 Braves. The Braves? Yes. Mm-hmm. 1987. Uh, I saw that one. I think it was the Brewers. Yes. Which and then 2023. Me. Now, if they play Toronto tomorrow night at 7 o'clock in Toronto, if they win... A real to- team. Yes. If they win tomorrow... Then they break the Major League Baseball post-1900 record wow. for w- uh, consecutive wins to start a season. That's uh, that's pretty incredible. They win 9-3 to awesome. today over Boston. The Orioles win in walk-off fashion over the A's. 8-7 to was that final score. Also coming up tonight, final game of the regular season for the Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, we talked about it earlier in the show. If they win, they get the Islanders in the first round, a favorable matchup. If they lose, things get tougher for them in the first round. So they need to win on the road tonight at Florida. NHL playoffs begin on Monday. If you're looking for an NBA game tonight, you're not going to find it. Uh, play-in tournament resumes on Friday. Winner take all between the Bulls and Heat. After that, winner take all between the Thunder and T-Wolves. And then on Saturday... The playoffs begin in earnest uh, with the lineup Nets at Sixers starting at 1. After that, Hawks at Celtics, Knicks at Cavs at 6. And in the series, I'm really looking forward to Warriors at Kings. First time the Kings have been in the playoffs, Marcus, since you were probably in Canada slinging it around. Uh, 2006. I don't know what yeah. you were doing then, but they had the, the... Chris the, Chris Weber days? All, well, kind of the back end of that. It was yeah. like... Uh, uh, but I remember those uh, those teams were fun going against the Jazz, uh, Weber oh, yes. and Vladi and uh, Stojakovic, Jason Williams, wow. Mike Bibby. Um, but they had the longest professional sports uh, playoff drought, and they snapped it this year. And you know that place is going to be rocking when they take on Steph and the Warriors. So yeah, absolutely, man. That'll be fun uh, Saturday night. Those scores, those games on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Dub Buck. The Buccaneer Music Hall, your beacon of music in the land of the pirates in eastern North Carolina. Seven days a week, live music you can check out at the Buccaneer Music Hall. No cover during the week. Ladies in free every Friday and Saturday before 10 p.m. And watch all your favorite sports at the Buck on the largest 4K TV in eastern North Carolina. Visit thebuccaneermusichall.com for a complete schedule of live events this week. So uh, excited about some playoff action, both in hockey and hoops uh, coming up. Also, Pirates in action as well this weekend at home against Cincinnati. You been out to a baseball game yet, Marcus? No, I haven't. You got to get you out there. I got to get out there. Uh, because this is uh, what, back in the top ten after a That's great awesome. week. So, uh, doing big things over there uh, is Cliff Godwin and looking forward to a big series coming up this weekend. We are talking about the draft a moment ago, Marcus, uh, coming up at the end of April. And uh, let's get Chandler. Uh, am I starting to see more Bryce Young to Carolina? Mm. Uh, the one and only Adam Schefter basically said uh, apparently Bryce Young was going to be visiting Houston, uh, who has the second or third pick yeah, in the draft. second, I believe. And Adam Schefter, from his mouth, said that that would be a waste of time for both for both parties. Wow. Because he believes it's a done deal, that the ship has sailed, that Bryce Young will be picked by the Carolina Panthers at number one. So. And we had never heard anything definitive, but it did feel like Stroud was the move. Yeah. But I wonder what has changed in the last week and a half or so. And speculation has grown in the past couple of days because Bryce Young either already has visited with Carolina or is going to, but he is the only quarterback in that day that's going to visit. Uh, I believe Stroud and Levis will be uh, meeting with the Panthers on the same day. So a lot of people thinking, all right, why is Bryce Young going by himself?
uh, in just one day. So, and now Adam Schefter with Adam Schefter saying what what he said either this morning or yesterday. Uh, it, it looks like Bryce Young might be a Carolina Panther come uh, later this month. I think you're you, you're going to do what I would do if I was in that situation. Just you're, are you going to trust them, or do you have one way or the other? You really wish they. I go? either want Stroud or Young. I'd be happy. Right. Either so one you don't those. you don't have a preference. Le- yeah, and, and I, of course, no Levis, no Richardson. They're not number one picks, but I, I don't I don't think you can go wrong with either Stroud or Young. All right, so. Marcus, you got a favorite out of the two? I like both of those guys. I'm yeah. very athletic. Um, Make some plays. Game is tailored to their their game today, so to speak, in regards right. to uh, being able to scramble and make some plays. So I like both of those. Can't guys. go wrong either way. Yeah. Marcus, uh, thanks for joining us, man. We'll be talking to you uh, Thursdays here on Pirate Radio Live, and uh, looking forward to doing it again next week. Same here, man. Looking forward to it as well. All right, enjoyed it. Marcus Crandall, ECU Hall of Famer, joining us here on the show. Also, thanks to Turner Brown, former Pirate shortstop, former Pirate Brandon Manning, also Brooks Hill talking some hockey, and we got you ready for Pirate Fest with Kyle Parker earlier in the show. All right, we got a best of coming up on Friday, so we'll uh, rehash Mike uh, Houston, Donnie Kirkpatrick, Blake Harrell, Mike Schwartz, Josh Moylan, Lane Hoover, a big best of coming up Friday. We'll be back with you Monday, 3 o'clock, for an all-new live edition of Pirate Radio Live. For Charlie Rhodes, Chandler Honeycutt, Marcus Crandall, I'm Clip Brock. Jeff Charles, take us home. Have a great night, Eastern Carolina. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.